serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world. This is the Show Me Sports Network. The following is an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and is a high-fidelity, all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyright by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. It's time for Jefferson City Renegades Baseball on the Show Me Sports Network. This is the Jefferson City Renegades pregame show on the exclusive home for Renegades baseball, the Show Me Sports Network. We'll recap last night's highlights, set the stage for first pitch, and even get the thoughts of the head coach during the pregame show. All while we get set to bring you the exciting play-by-play action of your Jefferson City Renegades. The best pregame coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air. As the Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew is ready in the Doc and Norm Direct broadcast booth. Exclusive pregame coverage of Jefferson City Renegades baseball is brought to you by Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City. Avon with Michelle Carty. Boone County Journal. Centurion Cares, Christopher Scott, Farmers Insurance, Doc and Norm Direct, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hoslog Landscaping and Design, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studios, State Tech of Missouri, and Walk Off Wood Bat Company. The excitement is building in the stands, and the tension is rising in the dugout as first pitch is just around the corner. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Jefferson City Renegades Baseball on the Renegades Radio Network and the Show Me Sports Network. Now let's go live to the field to the Doc and Norm Direct Broadcast booth. Unlike last night, we actually have a pregame show this evening. Happy Saturday, everyone. And welcome to tonight's broadcast on the Show Me Sports Network. I'm Ben Schmidt. I'll be joined by a couple different people. At least that's the plan throughout the broadcast, and I'll introduce them as they come. But for right now, hopefully I'm not jinxing it because the one time that we did not get a post-game, or excuse me, a pre-game show due to Wi-Fi issues, Renegades put up some pretty good numbers on offense to win the game. So hopefully that's not the new superstition and that they'll get another win here tonight. So let's kick things off, get it underway. Renegades coming off a win last night to improve to 7-9 and nine on the season. They had previously dropped two straight, both here at the same ballpark at Vivian Field to Chillicothe on Wednesday and Nevada on Thursday before coming back last night against the same Nevada squad, second time they had faced them in a row and second time all season to nab a win. Final score 10-4 to four, thanks to five runs that they put up in the ninth inning to really put the game away. Let's get back to talking about that one, and I want to highlight a couple key things first one the home run ball and the two of them that the renegades hit last night could not have come at a better time for jefferson city 
Both of them came after Nevada had previously scored runs in the previous bottom inning, and the Renegades immediately put the pressure back on with some bombs of their own. Let me break those two down for you. So heading to the top of the seventh inning, the Renegades had just been tied at two runs apiece thanks to a two-run homer by Seth Gray for the Griffins off of Braden Boyer. Really the only big damage that Boyer gave up all night long. But then head into the top of the seventh inning, Renegades stepped to the plate. Ty Wolmsmeyer got on in a single, and Luke Fuller blasted a two-run home run out to left field. And the Renegades, who had just held a 2-0 lead, jumps right back in front by two at the time 4-2 on what would be the deciding go-ahead home run for the Renegades. And then to follow, Boyer gave up another run in the bottom of the seventh, his final inning on the mound in his third run of the game. But then the Renegades in the top of the eighth came right back out in first pitch to the new reliever Eli Parker. Colin Shreves sent right back over the left field wall. Whether or not it was in fair or foul territory is not my thing to judge because it looked to be a pretty questionable call. But it was certainly a moon ball, one that Shreves got all of, and he got to take the slow trot around the bases. So two big home runs, and I don't think two of them could have came at a better time when you consider the fact that the Griffins had just scored runs in the previous bottom half of the inning, and then the Renegades were able to come right back and take it right back and not give any sort of amount of opportunity for Nevada to strike a comeback attempt. So those were two big keys to the game, the two home runs by Fuller and Treves. Also need to talk about the pitching. It took just three of them for Jefferson City last night to cover the nine innings in the 10-4 win. Braden Boyer got the win. He went seven strong innings, six strikeouts, two base on balls, three hits three earned runs. Tanner Schmitz then came in what I originally have to believe would have been an attempt at a six-out save if not for the Renegades scoring five in the top of the ninth to put the game away, but he came in in the eighth, won an innings pitch, got two strikeouts, only gave up one hit, that was the only base runner he allowed on a two-out double and did not give up a run. And then Grayson Ironman came in once the Renegades were way out in front. They were up by seven runs, headed to the bottom of the ninth. Ironman pitched the last inning, gave up one hit, and it was one unearned run that allowed the Nevada Griffins to scratch across one last run, but it was way too late as the final score had them losing by 6-10-4. Renegades put up 11 hits compared to the 5 for Nevada. Losing pitcher last night for Nevada was Jacob Strobel, was not able to identify him correctly due to the mishap with the lineup cards until about the fourth inning, but he was really, really good despite what the final line says. He gave up four runs, but two of them became on RBI singles, and one of them was basically a shallow fly ball that kind of just found found a dead zone, and they the also gave up the two-run home run to Luke Fuller. So not even a bad line for Strobel. He went seven innings, six strikeouts, gave up seven hits in the four earned runs. Eli Parker really struggled in his one inning of relief. They tried to send him back out for a second, but he gave up five total runs, four of them earned Two hits, one strikeout, two walks. And then it took Mason Eastman and Richard Tomlinson to go the ninth inning and finish things off for the Nevada Griffins. So final score, 10-4 to in favor of the Renegades. Last out came on a Grayson Ironman strikeout for them to nail down the victory. And now let's turn and get things going here for tonight's game. It'll be Carter Gorling taking the mound. Played a lot of first base this season. Have seen him in relief but I believe that this is the first time that he is starting a ball game for a team that has found some success on the mountain lately. When you look at their starting pitchers, you can go look at Braden Malpe, who's got a couple of starts. He's at a 3.65 ERA. Braden Boyer's got an ERA at 3.8. Ty Wilsmeyer's ERA is a flat three in their couple of starts. So we'll see if now Gorling being thrown into this good group starting rotation can continue 
to keep that strong streak going. He'll be on the mound this evening with a couple scheduled pitchers to follow. Some other stats I want to give to you guys before we get this one going. Colin Treves getting the start again tonight. I'll get you that lineup in a second. Last night he had the home run. He's only had seven at-bats on the season, but is hitting 429 with one home run, one run scored. Adonis Forte, he's had 26 at-bats and is hitting 423. He has been a force to be reckoned with, especially at the top of the lineup for the Renegades. And then Jack Matischek returning to the lineup tonight after missing a couple of games due to a hand injury that occurred in Sedalia on Tuesday. Returns, he's hitting 333 in his 36 at-bats, 12 hits, 3 doubles, 1 triple, has not gone yard yet, but he has an on-base percentage over 400 at 415. So that is certainly a couple players who have been getting it done. That's not even including Luke Fuller, who's hitting 324. Ty Wilsmeyer, 281. Jackson Lovich, 250. There are certainly some good bats in this Renegades lineup and some names that you are going to hear in just a moment when I get to our lineups. Once again, Renegades, they sit at 7-9 on the season after last night's victory, which snapped a two-game skid. They're 1-3 versus Sedalia on the season. That one win came on Tuesday in Sedalia when they jumped out all over the Bombers early, scored six in the first two innings, and were able to kind of coast from there on to a victory. They won 7-2 that game. And then for the Sedalia Bombers, they are 10-11 and 11 on the season. They have lost their last two games. Renegades hoping to start to get things going. They've been unable to, been able to kick it into gear so far in this season in the month of June. Still got a, another week or so in this month and then the entire month of July to go. But the most games that the Renegades have won in a row has been two. They also haven't lost more than two in a row, but it's just been flip-flopping the wins and losses for the Jefferson City Renegades. A chance now to improve to 8-9 if they can beat the Bombers tonight. So now let's get to the starting lineups as the umpires and the coaches are both currently meeting at home plate, which means that we're just a few minutes away from first pitch here at the ballpark. At a, what has turned out to be a pretty good night at Vivian Field it was really sunny when I got to this place about two hours ago, but now there is some cloud covers. There's some wind as well. A nice little breeze. It's certainly not the setup that we've had a couple of nights when it's been really windy and a nice breeze, but it is not one to complain about whatsoever. So let's start with the visiting Sedalia Bombers. Riley Poulton, he catches and leads off tonight for the Bombers. Adam Webb plays shortstop and bats second. Zach Dillman, we've seen him a lot in the four times that these two teams have faced. He bats third and hits in right field. Caden Williams will be the cleanup hitter at second base. Braden McGinnis plays first and bats fifth. And then Hunter Lopaki, a night off behind the plate. He gets the DH spot and bats sixth tonight. Chris Pundy in center field, the number seven hitter. And Will Menendez at third base, bats eighth. And rounding out the lineup in the number nine spot is the left fielder, Connor Woods, with Toby Scheidt on the mound pitching tonight for the Sedalia Bombers. Played second base when these two teams met on Tuesday and reached in two out of his four plate appearances on a base on ball and a hit by pitch. And tonight he gets a chance to take the mound. So sort of similar to Gorling where it's uh, someone that has not made a lot of starts this season, at least not in Gorling's case. So one more time for the Bombers lineup. you got Poulton, Webb, Dillman, Williams, McGinnis, Lopaki, Punny, Menendez, and Woods with Scheidt taking the mound. So now let's go to your home, Jefferson City Renegades, the lineup that we all care about. And some good names are in there tonight, like always. Adonis Forte, he's been stellar, leads it off and plays center field. Jackson Lovich up in the number two spot, shortstop tonight. We've seen him all around the infield, but he will patrol the grounds at short tonight in bat second. Ross Lovich has missed the last couple games. He returns to the lineup and bats third tonight and plays left. So we've got back-to-back Lovich brothers at two and three. Luke Fuller, the big home runner 
one last night. Bats cleanup. Let's see if he can do it again. He plays catcher tonight, giving Rockerama the chance at DH. We'll get him to, to get to him in a second. Matashek also returning to the lineup. Bats fifth and right field. Colby out in the sixth spot at second base. Rockerama, like I just mentioned, is DHing tonight and hits seventh for the Renegades. Colin Treves also a home run hitter last night, getting some extended playing time now. Second straight start. He's at third base this evening and bats eighth. And Ian Nolth, the number nine hitter at first base to round out the Renegades lineup. And Carter Goring, like I mentioned, on the mound for Jefferson City. So one more time for your Renegades. Forte, Jackson Govich, Ross Lovich, Fuller, Matashek, Ott, and then Rocker Bomber, Shreves, Nolf with Gorling on the mound. Should be in store for a good one when looking at the four times that these two teams have faced already. So Daly obviously taking the first three, won the first two, 6-3, and then after that an extra inning won 2-1, and then a couple weeks later, so once again in a low-scoring one, won 2 to nothing before the Renegades took last Tuesday's game just a few, couple days ago, 7-2. to two. Let's see if the Renegades can jump up to 2-3 and three on the season series. These teams will face a bunch of times again in July. There's two more times in Sedalia in July. That looks to be about it. So it should be the last time that these two teams face here in Jefferson City. They will actually face three times in July in Sedalia. So I don't mean these two teams will face eight times in total. This one being the fifth out of those eight. Lineup introductions currently going on here at the field at Ernie Vivian Field. Just a few minutes away from first pitch as we'll move closer and closer to getting underway in this one. Renegades coming off last night's win in Nevada. First time that they traveled out there all season. Thanks to our great friends over at Doc and Norm for getting us there safely to and from both yesterday afternoon and then late last night on the way back. Renegades won that game in Nevada by a final score of 10 to 4, dropped Nevada to 5 and 12, and moved Jefferson City up to 7 and 9. And speaking of the records of those two teams, let's look at the standings for the Renegades before this game gets underway this evening. Renegades play in the South Division of the Mink League, so only four out of the nine teams in that South Division. It is Sedalia currently in first in that division at 10 and 11. They've lost two in a row, and they're 3 and 7 in their last 10. So they are reeling certainly a little bit, and this is certainly a good opportunity for the Renegades to take advantage of that. Sajapa now it feels like we've played them every other night sit in second in the south at nine and ten they've also lost their last two the renegades in third at seven and nine won their last furlough in their game last night and are four and six in their last ten and the nevada griffins currently sitting at five and twelve in last in the south division two and eight in their last ten but the class of the league so far has been the clorinda a's they're in the north division a division that features the a's mustangs prospects merchants and mudcats the a's are running that division at 14 and four although the mustangs do also have 14 wins but they have seven losses so that's why they are behind the a's three teams total have double digit wins so far the a's the mustangs and the Bombers. And the A's are a team that the Renegades will see later on next week. They will head to two games in Clorinda on the 30th and the 1st of July. Back-to-back -back away games. So that'll be a overnight stay in Clorinda. And then I believe Clorinda comes to this ballpark in July. Maybe not. Does not look like it. And I think those are two, the only two games that Clorinda and the Renegades will meet up for the season. So Renegades looking to get something going. We are just about ready for first pitch. Hope you've enjoyed some of the pregame analysis between these two teams, the Bombers and the Renegades. And I am so excited to be bringing you the call. I've got Wi-Fi service. I've got the correct lineup. And I could not be happier as we are just about to get underway. Once again, thanks so much for listening in on Show Me Sports Network. 
I'm Ben Schmidt, just about ready to bring you tonight's broadcast as the lineup introductions are just wrapping up. They're just announcing the number nine hitter, pitcher Gorling, soon to follow to take the mound. And with that, that means we will head to break so we can stand and sing here at the ballpark. So don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Almost time for Renegades baseball, and we will have that for you when we return on the Show Me Sports Network in just a moment. Serving the capital city and the surrounding area for 70 years, Animal Medical Center strives to provide the best possible medical service for your pet in a caring atmosphere. To promote quality healing and preventative care in a fear-free environment, Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is a full-service veterinary hospital. Whether your pet has fur, feathers, or scales, Dr. Greg Boyer and Dr. Kayla Terry have the experience and expertise to treat complex medical conditions as well as providing annual well checks and vaccinations. Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is the only veterinary hospital in the capital city accredited by the American American Animal Hospital Association. To schedule an appointment, call the team at Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City at 573-636-4626. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Cartier can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcartee.avonrepresentative.com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Cartee. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions when things come out of left field having a game plan matters farmers insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game we've seen almost everything so we know how to cover almost anything talk to farmers agent christopher scott at 573-896-0131 to see how i can help you stay in the game that's christopher scott at 573-896-0131 we are farmers Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Almost time to get things going here at Vivian Field. Ceremonial cleaning of the plate, which is completed by one of the young fans here at the ballpark this evening as he's now carrying the giant toothbrush back to the dugout. Great work by him. And now Luke Fuller takes his crouch behind the plate to catch Carter Gorling's warm-up pitches starting tonight for the Renegades. Gorling 
looking to continue what has been a pretty good stretch of starting pitching for the Renegades. They have had some hiccups in there, but overall they have gotten good starting pitching. To name a couple I can think of off the top of my head, Boyer's been great, Maltby's thrown in there a couple, Wilmsmeyer's made only two starts, but he's been very effective in those two. All three of those names, plus some other ones for the Renegades, certainly should not be kept under the rug with how good they have been. And now I think it's just about finding some more consistency on the offense. Saw them put up 10 runs last night, five coming in the ninth inning, and five the day before, but then had a couple couple ones where they only put up three, four runs earlier this week. Were blanked a couple times at home, two to nothing last week. So it's just been finding consistency, especially here at home. The Renegades about to play their 10th home game of the season compared to just finishing up their seventh away game last night. And as they currently stand on the season at 7-9, they're very much in, in striking distance within their division, facing the team that is leading the division at 10-11, and 11, the Bombers. So no team over 500 in this division. Renegades very much alive, but they have not been able to find a whole lot of consistency, especially in the win column. And who knows, maybe that starts tonight. It starts with one if you want to get a running streak going, and the Renegades did that last night. Let's see if they can really get a party started and win two in a row here tonight. So warm-up pitches have been thrown, and we're just about ready for baseball. Vivian Field crowd is settling into their seats, ready to watch the Bombers and the Renegades go to battle for the fifth time this year. Staley leads the series 3-1, going on the mound, Poulton in to lead things off, and we are underway with the ball low in there to get things started. Seen Poulton also in the lineup in the five spot at catcher, scored a run was one for four on Tuesday. Elevated up to lead off tonight. Face Gorline to get things going. His pitch does find the zone in there. So now we're even one ball and one strike. It'll be Poulton, Webb, and Dillman. One, two, three, do up to get this game going. So Poulton back into the box. Gorling into his lineup. Here is the one-one pitch. This one misses low. And now a two and one count on the leadoff hitter for the Bombers. Bombers were over 500 at 10 and 9 before losing their last two to drop them to now 10 and 11. Renegades straight up defense on the infield and outfield. Here's the 2-1. This one finds the zone on the inside corner. Don't know if the batter Poulton liked it. Seemed to say something to the umpire when he turned around. Regardless, Gorling gets the call and now it's a two ball, two strike count on the leadoff hitter. Goring back ready to go. He winds, and here comes the 2-2. This one grounded back up the middle over Goring. Ott to his right. Long throw across the first is in time. No stretches to make the catch, and that's out number one. A nice play by the Renegade second baseman. A jump throw and an absolute strike to Nolf over at first base for out number one, and Goring is off and running one up, one down. Not hit all that hard, but high enough of a bouncer to get over the head of Goring, and Ott was there moving to his right, picked that one just about even with the second base bag and then made the jump throw over to first. So now Webb in here, right-handed batter, looks at ball one outside to get his at-bat going. Dillman waits on deck with Caden Williams to follow, just underway at Vivian Field, one batter and one out in the top of the first inning. Here comes the 1-0 pitch from Goring, this one is in there for a college strike, so Goring has fallen behind 1-0 to both batters, but then has came right back with a strike called. Gorling has pitched this season, but out of relief, also seen him play a lot of first base. Here's his 1-1 pitch. This one misses out. It's now falls behind 2-1 on Webb. Webb looking to give Sedalia their first base runner of the evening, just their second batter. First was retired on a ground out. His pitch misses low and away, and now slight loss of control here for Gorling. He is falling behind to a three-ball, one-strike count. 
Webb hit in the same spot on Tuesday. The number two spot went one for four with a single. Growing now sets. Here comes the 3-1 pitch. This one just inside. And Webb gets to toss the bat and head on down to first base. First base runner comes on a one-out walk to Adam Webb. So after going, retires the first batter of the game on a ground out to Poulton, loses Webb on five pitches, walks him, and now that'll bring up Dillman, first base runner on with one out. Will be held on over there at first base by Ian Nolf. Nolf was just on the receiving end of the nice jump throw made by Colby Ott to retire the first batter. Pretty decent side lead off of first base for Webb. Here's the first pitch to Dillman. It finds the strike zone. It's in there the first time he has won 0-1 to a batter. Bombers were out, jumped on early in the game on Tuesday. Before they could really even look up, they were trailing 6 nothing. This one is grounded over to third, and it's actually going to go to the shortstop. Lovich, long throw to second. It skips away, and that's going to get into right field. Runner will advance on to third base. Dillman holds it first. They're going to hold the runner at third as the throw comes in from right field. A perfect throw to the catcher, Wolf Fuller. Would have been a really tough play as it got past the third baseman, Shreves, and Jackson Lovich tried to make a long throw over to the second baseman, and it got past him and into right field. So have to assume that'll go as a hit for Dillman, but a throwing error that allows the runner Webb to advance. Is, even if that throw was on target, it would have been a close play with Webb at the second base bag. So now after the throwing error that allows the runner Webb to move up to third base, Dillman leads off a first. First and third, one out for the Bombers, and in steps Caden Williams. First pitch on the way. This one misses inside. It's now 1-0 and on Williams. This game started with a ground out off the bat of Riley Poulton. Adam Webb walked, was running to second on the infield single by Dillman, and then moved up to third on the throwing error by Lovich. This one is grounded weakly off to the left side and gets out of play over by the dugout for strike one. Just underway on this one on the Show Me Sports Network. Sedalia threatening already in the top of the first inning. They've got first and third with one out. One walk and one infield single. So Dillman off of first. He is being held on by Nolf. It's Webb off of third. See if they try to put Dillman in motion here and stay out of a double play. Here's the 1-1 to Williams. This one in the air, but that gets out of play. But now Gorling is ahead one ball and two strikes. A chance here to avoid some damage if he could get if he could get Caden Williams on and out without letting that runner to come home from third base, especially now on a one-two count, maybe thinking strike out here. I'm trying to look and find the last time Gorling came into a ball game on the mound. I have a game against Joplin at Vivian Field where he pitched an inning and gave up three earned runs. Here's the one-two pitch to Caden Williams. This one misses high and outside, so now we're even two balls and two strikes. Webb was on his way to second base when the ball was hit by Doman. Shortstop Jackson Lovett tried to make a great play, but missed the bag at second base and threw it into right field. That allowed Webb to move up to third, and Doman stayed at first. And now the 2-2 two -two to Williams. This one misses low and inside. So now we've run a full three balls and two strikes. And in danger here, Goring of loading the bases. It is Braden McGinnis who waits on deck. Right-handed batting first baseman. Chance to come up with a couple of runners in scoring position if Williams can reach here. Was ahead one and two. Now it's a 3-2 count after back-to-back -back balls. Goring sets. And here comes the full count pitch. Hit high in the air out to center. Forte going back. Now camps under it. 
He is going to make the catch. Runner will tag from third. Webb comes into scores. The throw comes into second base. Runner stays put at first, but that's a sacrifice fly for Caden Williams, and the Bombers now lead one to nothing. So good for Goran. He does get out number two, but it's a productive out. Off the bat of Caden Williams, a sack fly RBI to center field, and that allows Webb to trot home from first base. So the error looms large for the Renegades, otherwise would be first and second with two outs, but Webb moved up to third and then comes home on the sacrifice fly. Dillman still off of first base. So now one on, two out. Here's Goring's first pitch. This one snaps in there for strike one to McGinnis. Fifth batter of the inning, this top of the first inning for the Sedalia Bombers. Looking to snap a two-game losing streak after they were 10-9, and nine, now 10-11. and 11. Here's the 0-1 ripped foul off the third base side. So now 0-2, Goring ahead. If Goring can get this batter McGinnis right here, it will mean that the run will go unearned on him. But if McGinnis reaches, especially on a base hit here, that would mean the run would be earned. So now 0-2, Goring sets. Here it comes. This one grounded weakly. Third baseman Shreves moving in. We'll throw across the first, and Nolf has got it for out number three. So a couple hits, a walk, a hit, and an error helps out the Bombers, and we'll head to the bottom of the first inning. Sedalia up one nothing. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Moex Dock and Norm Direct is back better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex Dock and Norm Direct is Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls, group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. We do it all. Remember, we want you to ride Moex Dock and Norm Direct. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business to the bottom of the first inning we go renegades already trailing thanks to one earned run on the line of carter goring and now joining me for the bottom of the first inning you know him as the voice of the show me sports network blake how are you doing on this saturday evening you know i'm here to watch some renegades baseball so i can't complain about that but uh i gotta say i'm, I'm awful tired i spent all day in the water with our uh training for the fire department but it was it was a successful day and i missed a couple pitches but i'm here now that's the important part absolutely so renegades will send forte jackson and ross lovich to the plate as his first pitch misses up and away for ball one to Forte. Comes out of the hand of Toby Scheitz getting the start tonight on the mound. Scheitz was in the field on Tuesday night. His 
Forte line just went out of play. I figured that's what you were thinking of because he did play on Tuesday night, but was in the starting lineup in the field. Is now one and one on Forte. Forte now back into the box, left-handed batter against the right-handed pitcher. This one misses up high and away. So now two and one count on the leadoff batter for the Renegades. Give a shout out to Forte's family. I'm sure they're listening in Nebraska, so we appreciate them tuning in. 2-1 misses low and inside. It's now Forte moving ahead. Three balls and one strike. Renegades gave up a run in the top of the first inning thanks to an infield single, a walk, a sacrifice fly, but also aided by a throwing error that allowed run to score and will go down as an unearned run. So Forte looking to help the Renegades grab that first run right back into the windup. Here comes the 3-1 from Scheidt. This one ripped but foul out of play. Way over the trees off to our left. That was, I think, one of the farther foul balls. That one went over the trees on the fly. Yeah, definitely got a little bit of a slice on that. Got too far underneath it. Got a little bit behind it. Here comes the 3-2 now to Forte. This one misses up, and that's a leadoff walk for the Renegades. They've got a base runner on to begin this bottom of the first inning. Good way to start off the inning for them. So now we'll get the Lovich brothers coming up back-to-back at the two and three spots in the order. Jackson was in there last night. Ross, who waits on deck, has missed the last couple of games. See what they can do. Hopefully get the Renegades on the scoreboard. They never trailed at any point last night. Now do that here in the bottom of the first, but Forte just reached on a walk as Lovich, they're going to say he went around for strike one to get his at-bat underway. I'm a firm believer in free base runners for the Renegades and free ice cream. You can't go wrong with either. Absolutely. Had that last night in Nevada, a place you're very familiar with. We'll have that tomorrow night, too. This one, is it foul and out of play? Yes, I forgot, and you're going to play a very big role in that is the ice cream served tomorrow night, I believe. Absolutely. I had some practice a few weeks ago, so if all else fails, I guess I can go sling some ice cream. So after the foul ball, Lowage now down 0-2 counts. McGinnis holds Forte on at first base. Not a big lead. He's dancing around a little bit off the bag. Scheidt sets at the belt and will now deliver. Forte's running. This one misses inside, though, to second. The slide, and Forte's in there safely with a stolen base. Goes in head first. Gets a little dirt on the white jerseys that the Renegades are donning. But I'm sure he'll take that as he's now in scoring position on a one-ball, two-strike count to Lovich. Well, the thing I like about Forte, too, is no matter what base he's on, he keeps those feet active and really keeps the pitcher trying to guess on what he's going to do. So Scheidt, just like Goring did in the top of the first, having to work with the runner in scoring position. He's ahead 1-2 to Lovich and brings it home. This one misses low and away. So now even 2-2 two and two thanks to back-to-back -back balls delivered by Scheidt. Going back to that stolen base, too, we see that sometimes with some of the Mink League players where they have a, for tail, uh, a, a uh, tail sign where once they get the feet in motion, they're going, but he keeps them going even if he's not. Dancing off the bag once again at second. Not running. Here's the 2-2 two -two and fouled off. Just over the Sedalia dugout. That one was on a line, but just high enough to get over their dugout and not be in the line of fire for everyone. Yeah, if he could uh, line it out a bit, straighten it out, not straight back to the pitcher, but at least that way there's going to be some uh, green grass for him to try to maybe get some extra bases. And especially with the speed of Forte, you'd think pretty much everything that finds outfield grass would score from second. So here's the 2-2 pitch. This one way up and in as Lovich ducks out of the way. And now he's running all the way back to a full count after being down 0-2. He's trying to battle this back. 
One thing, too, for the Renegades, and I missed part of your pregame, I apologize for that, but really for them, I think a, a key that I've seen is if they can find a way to score runs early, then they can add to their lead as the game goes on. But when they come up for the first three, four innings dry, no runs put across, that makes it a long night. It's now 3-2 to the second batter of the game. Here it comes, this one off the outside corner, and he'll trot on down to first base. Back-to-back -back walks to get this bottom of the first base going, bottom of the first going, as Jackson Lovich will head on down to first base. Now he's at first forte at second, and that'll bring up Ross Lovich with two on and nobody out. And that's a good position. Get free base runners will take it all the time. Not only that, back-to-back at-bats where they worked a full count. So he's not only getting on base but making the pitcher shite work early and has yet to record an out, but he's thrown now over 10 pitches. All right, make him add up on that uh, pitch strike. It's now Lovich in, left-handed batting left fielder. First pitch to him is grounded to first base. Is that a fair ball? Nope, it's foul. If that is a fair ball, that's a most likely scoring two runs pulled down the right field line. First base coach for the Renegade tried to sell that one as a fair ball, but it ended up in the foul ball grass. So now no balls, one strike to Lovich. You're right. I think that might even put him on, on third. There would have been a chance that he could have been standing on third base. So now a no ball, one strike count to Ross Lovich. Jackson Lovich off a of first, Forte off a of second. As this one is hit foul, up off the net right in front of us. So now back-to-back -back hitters that Scheid has worked ahead, no balls and two strikes. Hasn't recorded an out as both both batters have walked to get this inning going. Renegades down one to nothing. Gave up just one in the top of the first on a sacrifice fly. Now already in business getting their night at the plate underway. Ross back in. A little bit longer look in by Scheidt on the mound. Checks Forte off a of second base. Still dancing out there off a of second. Another check and here's the pitch. This one grounded slowly out towards second base. Williams coming in. He's got one play and that's the first and he makes it in time to get Lovich but a productive out as now runners move up to second and third. Only one out in the bottom of the first inning. Absolutely. You know, you hate to see the out but I'll take that again almost every day. Move the runners over in scoring position to second and third. And now Fuller stepping in. Someone who put one over the wall last night if he finds out those grass renegades are likely having a 2-1 lead with the speed of Jackson Lovich out at second base. And he seemed like he was seeing the ball very well last night. So Fuller in, here's the first pitch. This one misses down and away. So now 1-0 on the renegades catcher. He's catching tonight. Fuller is. He's seen him in a couple different spots as last night for Fuller as I flip through my lineup cards. Fuller was in right last night. Not often you see someone that can play both right field and catcher. Right. I couldn't name you one offhand. It's now 1-0 pitch. Here it comes to Fuller. This one once again misses low and away, and now it's 2-0 to Fuller. That's one thing with the Renegade squad this year that I really like to see in following them last year, calling the games, and then see it this year. Is they have a lot of guys that are very versatile, and they can pitch, they can field. They are pretty strong at the bat. That's really all around. 2-0 pitch is ripped out to left center field, and that's down for a base hit. Forte and Lovich on his way home as a two-RBI single for Luke Fuller. He's got the Renegades out in front in the bottom of the first inning. So Sedalia jumps out 1-0, and the Renegades, four batters in, come right back as Fuller was all over that pitch and lined it out to left center field where both Forte and Lovich were able to just about trot their way home. Yeah, he's definitely seen the ball well, continuing that over from last night. See some of these fans walking by with some uh, ice cream factory ice cream. I didn't get the memo that they were bringing some to the ballpark here, so I'm a little, I'm a little uh, salty they didn't bring any for me. Well, we've got now uh, just over eight innings for you to go and, and find some if you want to take an uh, inning break to go <laughs> and pick some up for yourself. That might be the rest of the yourself. night. That would be the problem. 
First pitch missed, one at Oda Matashek, who returns to the lineup after getting hurt in his final at bat Tuesday in Sedalia. It was a hand injury, but looks to be good enough to be back in the lineup. 1-0 pitch is in there for strike. Now 1-1 one one is Fuller, who just delivered a two-RBI single, leads off of first base. Yeah, glad to see him back. He's definitely a good igniter for the uh, Renegade squad, so good to see him back in the batter's box here. 1-1 one, one pitch to Matashek is grounded in the hole, and that's into right field for a base hit. Moving up to second is Fuller. He'll stop right there, and another hit for the Renegades. Back-to-back, -back, their first two of the evening. And now once again, our runners at first and second base still only one out in this first inning. You know, I'm going to throw something out here tonight. Uh, it'd be A-OK -okay if they were to run rule the game. If the Renegades were to run rule, we get to go home early. I, I Especially with... Uh, the cloud cover was here a little bit ago, but now with the sun shining right in our faces, I don't think that'd be the worst thing in the world if the Renegades jumped all over them and ended this thing in about two hours. So now Ott steps in, six batter for the Renegades, two on, one out. Renegades already up two to one in the bottom of the first. This pitch misses inside for a ball. I want to go back to the versatility that you were talking about right before Fuller smashed that RBI single. Another one that came, comes to mind for me when you think about that is Ty Wolmsmeyer, who basically only played outfield for Mizzou this season, Played second base last night, and he's also pitched. His pitch misses. No, actually finds his own one and one. Thought that was outside, but I'm at a little bit of an angle, so fooled that's, me. That's one thing, too, uh, that uh, with the Mink League, just the way the season grinds as, as it goes on, that having those players that you can move around late in the season becomes so important. This one hit high in the air out to left field. Left fielder going back, still going back. Now slows up as he nears the wall and makes the catch on the track for out number two. Both runners have to stay put. Nice running grab by Woods. As Odd gave that one a ride, but just could not have the little bit of extra distance to get that one out over the wall. Right about 320, my best estimate. He probably hit that one maybe about 305, 310. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It, uh, he didn't miss it by much, but just got just a hair too much underneath it to lift it up instead of drive it uh, out that fence but long ride for it but you know what that means he's seen it he knows uh, what it is he can get calibrated for the next at bat later on also close to being a 5-1 renegades lead if he sends that one out here and first pitch in there for a ball to tj rocket armor dh'ing tonight seen him play a lot of catcher this year renegades have already put two across home plate thanks to two rbi single by luke fuller he's at second with Jack Matischak, who singled the right off of first. Here's the 1-0 to Rocket Bomber, grounded weekly. Pitcher makes a nice stab at it and comes up with the ball and throws on to first base for out number three. An athletic play by someone who also plays middle infield in Toby Scheidt. So we'll head to the second, but the Renegades have quickly jumped on the board. They lead this one 2-1, to one, and we'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Hi, this is Nick Hoslog, owner of Hoslog Landscape and Design. Every day, my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of. By focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction, this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving Jefferson City and the Central Missouri area. Thank you for all your continued support in voting us as winners of the Reader's Choice Awards and Jefferson City's Best multiple years running. When you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project, call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. 
the second inning we go. Carter Gorling back out there on the mound. And it was a story of offense for both of these teams in their respective first innings. Sedalia putting up one unearned run while the Renegades got two thanks to an RBI single by Luke Fuller. Someone how you talked about is really seeing the ball right now for Jefferson City. Yeah, especially being behind home plate uh, here tonight. I, I hope he sees it quite well. Uh, really, I'm, I'm impressed so far watching him behind home plate. Of course, I was a little late getting here, so missed missed most of the, the uh, top of the first inning, but I'm really impressed. I, I'll be honest, I had no idea he could step behind home plate and catch back there. So he's doing a great job. And, again, we see this as, as the season goes on. It's hard to find players. Uh, to uh, to finish the roster because guys might get recalled by their coaches or other things, or they're just worn out. They're worn out from playing so many games. So it's good to know you've got guys that uh, can move around because you may, may very well be in a position you haven't played a lot. Goroink's first pitch to Hunter Lopaki is in there a called strike. And like one other thing I want to bring up is it may not be something in terms of the versatility that we see pay off here in June, but maybe when we get a week or two into July, I think it will really start coming up big as the 0-1 pitch misses outside 1-1. Right. Well, Colin Damel's a good example of that. Last year came in basically for June. He was an infielder then. In July, he was a pitcher. Now he's back as a pitcher this year. But if times get tough, he could be somebody that might be called on. 1-1 pitch misses low and away. Back-to-back balls thrown by Goring. He'll face Lopaki, Punday, and Menendez. 6-7-8 in the Sedalia order here in this top of the second inning. Going back into the lineup, right-hander delivers the 2-1. That just misses outside. Couldn't find the outside corner, and now he's running at 3-1 to the leadoff batter here in the second. And we talk about these players having to play some different positions. Uh, I remember a Griffin season. Of course, grew up in Nevada. Get to that thought here in a minute. 3-1 is ripped down the left field line, and that's into the outfield. Shreves made a diving attempt at it, but couldn't come up with it as it was just a little too far out of his reach. Left fielder quickly gets over it. So that's Lovich who gets it back in and holds Lopaki to a single, but it's another lead-off base runner for the Bombers. Excuse me, the first lead-off base runner is the first one last inning grounded out, but then quickly they had two base runners after that. So Lopaki with the second hit of the night for the Bombers. That'll be a lead-off single to left. So now Pundy steps in with a runner off of first base. Nolf does hold him on. That's Lopaki down there. Decent lead. First pitch is just going to miss inside. It's now 1-0 to Pundy. Well, they didn't miss by much. I don't think I'd want to take that one again. Especially not a two-strike count. I don't. I think that's one that we, we maybe see Gorling come back to because it, it's close enough to be called. Runner takes his lead. 1-0 pitches it in the air to left. Lovich camps under it, takes a few steps back, and Ross makes the catch head high for out number one. Barely had to move to secure the grab there as Lopaki heads back to first, one out now. As I was talking earlier, though, about players playing in different positions they don't normally do. Growing up in Nevada, that's what you did in the summer. You went to Griffin's games, had a lot of fun. But I remember a season where uh, their catcher got drafted and their backup catcher got recalled, and they did not have a catcher. So somebody had to play behind home plate that hadn't caught in since they were, like, in third grade. First pitch to Menendez, swung on a miss for strike one. And, yeah, that's at least you wouldn't think a problem that the Renegades would have because you can think of – three or four guys off the top of your head that can play catcher with Fuller, with Rocker, Bomber, Herschler, and there's probably others I'm forgetting. So they've they've got a lot of versatility on this roster. Uh, one pitch to Menendez. Misses Lose now even at a ball and a strike. Yeah, and you see that, like we said, players get drafted, they get recalled, whatever it is. Injuries are a big killer. So having those additional players that can move around and you know help out the team wherever they can. Menendez bats with the runner on first, one out in the top of the second. 
number eight hitter. Sedalia trailing two to one now, thanks to two Renegades first inning runs. This one skips in there, but a nice pick by Fuller. And that's now run to a one ball, two strike count. Actually, two and one count. No, it is a one-two count. I, okay, so I, I had it as a one-one count before that pitch. My apologies. So now after the ball, Mrs. Lowitz, one-two from Goring. This one grounded short, but Lowitz is going to bobble it, and that will allow everyone to be safe. Would have been a tough play as that one was deep in the hole. Don't really know if he would have had to play, even if he fields that cleanly. And I would, I think it'd be pretty fair to rule that an infield single. I agree. Plus, uh, there's not a real big lip uh, on the grass here, but there's just enough a lip of enough of a lip that that ball it bounced and then hit that lip, even though it was on the backside, still kicked it over just a little bit. So I agree, tough play, and I'd, I'd give it a single as well. And that's another thing where you didn't see it in the top of the first, but if Lovich tries to maybe make that throw to second. He did that in the first inning, and the throw ended up going into right field. So might even work out for the best that no throw was made there. So first and second now with one out for the number nine hitter. First pitch is hit in the air out to deep center field. Forte going after it, still running to his right, and makes the catch as he slows up and quickly fires it into third base. A perfect throw on a hop, and that keeps the runner staying put at second base. Out number two recorded. Yeah, Forte threw that right on the money, right where he needed it to be to try to keep the runner honest at second. We talked about it. Or I talked about it before with Wilmsmeyer, who's played a lot in the outfield, being very smooth. Forte also very smooth. He just transitions, you know, gets the throttle up, gets there, makes the grab. But as he's getting it, he's ready to make that throw because that's a tough throw that if the runner's going to third, if you have any chance to try to get the runner out there, that has to be right on the spot that he needs it. And Forte's got a good arm. We saw him with an outfield assist last week. Threw out a runner trying to score from third when the ball fell just in front of Forte, and he threw a strike to get the runner. Don't know exactly what game that is, but that's at least one outfield assist for him. His first pitch is grounded off to the left side. Polt now up for the second at bat as we go back to the top of the Bombers lineup. Polton grounded out on a jump throw made by Colby Ott to get this game going. Was retired as the first batter, but now steps in with an RBI opportunity. Runners at first and second. Opaki, who singled the left at second, and Menendez, who singled the short there at first. So now two on with one out. 0-1 to Polton. Gorling, a little bit longer look in. Checks the runner at second. Checks twice. Now here's the 0-1. This one can't find the zone. Misses inside. So one ball, one strike count. That still, again, looked like a pretty decent pitch. He's he's tried that a couple times with the off-speed, trying to find that inside corner, and hasn't really been able to find it early, but it, I, I don't think there's any reason for him to go away from that pitch. That could be a weapon all night long. 1-1 one, one is inside once again. Another close one, but just missed off the inside quarter. So now 2-1 and one on Poulton. Well, we talked about the versatility. I think Gorling's also one of those that, uh, you know, he, he looks well when he plays in the infield, but... He also looks really solid on the mound. Has given up the one run through an inning and two-thirds, but was an unearned run. Now one out away from getting through two. Is This one is fouled off, and now he's a strike away, working into a 2-2 count against Riley Poulton. Another thing, too, with the Renegades this, this season that uh, really noticed, not taking things away from previous teams, but... You know, the chances that we've got to talk to players after the game, they've been very humble, and it's been a great conversation. You know, really enjoyed that opportunity to talk to them in our post game. It's been great, not even just on the broadcast, but off the air, too, before and after games. It's a really fun group to be around. 
2-2 pitch from Goring is it in the air out to right center field Forte after it's still running and he's got no play as it drops in one run scores runner moves up from first to third and that's a two out RBI single by Riley Polt and we're once again knotted up now a 2-2 ball game yeah, it's an unfortunate break there. That that uh, ball was put into play. Had quite a bit of English as it was hooking. It started more towards center field, but then hooked right, went in between the uh, Central Bake signs and the Capital Region sign out there, and uh, just between just split the, the center fielder, right fielder out there, unfortunately. Yeah, like you said, it, even though it hung up for a decent amount of time, it had so much movement on it that really just left no play for either the center fielder, Forte, or the right fielder, Matashek. And even though both of them were sprinting after it at pretty good speed, kind of just dropped down, really no play. So swung on a miss for the first pitch to Adam Webb. He's now behind 0-1. Runners at first and third after the RBI single by Riley Poulton. 2-2 ball game as this one is back up the middle. But Lovich has got it on a hop. Nice flip onto the second baseman Ott covering. And that is nicely done to end the inning. But not before the Bombers knock this thing back up. They score a run on a 2 out RBI single by Riley Poulton. And we'll head to the third inning, excuse me, the bottom of the second inning, 2-2 score. Riverdale Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, Riverdale Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. Riverdale Christian Academy's primary goal is the discipleship of the next generation to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with a student body composed of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include 3 and 5 full day sessions with kindergarten offering a half day and full day program. To find out more about Riverdale Christian Academy. Call 573-634-3983. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. We are State Tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. to the bottom of the second now here at Vivian Field starting catcher for the Bombers still not even out to receive the warm-up pitches as he was on base that's Riley Poulton who delivered the two out RBI single and with how him on base took a little bit extra time to head into the dugout and get the gear back on and that led to the DH Hunter Lopaki to go out there and catch the warm-up pitches catcher still not taking the field don't know what was the issue there taking so long with the gear as I believe he might not even field a single warm-up pitch. We'll see as he's now out to the mound as Lopaki returns to the dugout. They've announced Colin Treves as the batter here about to get going. So we'll see. I believe they'll throw just one warm-up pitch to the catcher, Riley Polden. He throws down to second base. That's the one that he will receive. And now we're about ready to go for the bottom of the second inning. Toby Scheit in his first inning on the mound in inning 
with two walks, two hits, and gave up two runs. Renegade sent seven batters to the plates. And now we'll get it going with eight, nine, and one in the Renegade's batting order. It'll be Shreve, Nolf, and then Forte in the hole. Jackson Lovich to follow if any of them can reach. So now Renegade's in a brand new ball game. It's still very early, bottom of second, but just gave up the tying run as this one misses way up. Almost got over the head of Shreve's. Now ahead in a 1-0 count. Runs scored in every half inning so far. One for Sedalia in both the first and the second, and Jefferson City scored two in the first. This pitch does find the zone. Called strike number one. So Shreve's now even at a ball and a strike. Went deep last night. Got the start at third base. 1-1 pitch on the way to Shreve. Skips in there. Nice pick by pulling behind the plate. So now 2-1. Shreve's reached twice last night in his five at-bats. Walked in the fourth and then hit the home run in the eighth inning. So Shreve's getting this inning going. Here's the 2-1 pitch. This one a kind of a defensive swing, and he fouls it off behind the backstop. It's now a two-ball, two-strike count facing Shite, the right-hander. So Shreve's now back into the box after the foul ball. He's now got a battle in a two-ball, two-strike count. Into the one-up here, Shite's pitch. This one swung on and misses. He went high, and Shreve's one up to try and get it, but swung through it for out number one, the first strikeout recorded by Toby Shite. So Shreve's has struck out swinging to get this inning going. That'll bring up Ian Nolf, number nine hitter, before we go back to the top of the order. Renegade's having no trouble as... Five, four of the first five batters in the first reach base. Not able to get the same luck in the second, at least not with the leadoff hitter. And now first pitch to Ian Nolf, bends in their called strike. Nolf gets to start at first base, night in pits ninth. Looking to put the Renegades back in front in a 2-2 ball game. This one misses inside, couldn't find the zone on the off-speed pitch. Now one ball, one strike count on the Renegades first baseman. Starting pitcher Scheidt's going to go and use the rosin bag out behind the mound. Try and get a little bit better of a grip after he missed inside on that pitch. Now he's ready to go. Nolf back in. Here's the 1-1. This one fouled off. Off the netting and now one ball, two strikes. Sorry, I was a little late getting back there. I was down procuring a special guest here for the next inning. So, Joining us in the top of the third. Should be. That'll be a lot of fun. So Renegade's looking to unbreak this tie. Bottom of the second inning, 2-2. Two to two, No one on and one out. Here's the pitch. This one swung on and missed. And back-to-back -back strikeouts to get this second inning going for Toby Scheidt. He gets Shreves first. And now Ian Nolf swinging the number nine hitter in the Renegades order down on strikes. For the Renegades, representing Rockhurst University. So after the strikeout, Adonis Forte, who scored the first Renegades run, walked in the first, stole second, then came around to score from third base on the two RBS single by Luke Fuller. He'll step in with no one on and two out in the bottom of the second inning. Shite into the windup. Here's the first pitch to Forte, and that's a called. Nope, missed inside. I thought that one was going to be called strike at the knees. I was waiting for that late, uh, late right hand to go up for a strike, but it never came. 1-0 pitch now to Forte. This one does not bend. And the thing is, too, he stands up and straightens yeah. the uh, the chest protector. So I always think he's getting ready to, to flex the arm. There's been a just lot thinking of that. umpires with the, going with the late call strategy, I've noticed, as of late. So now Forte ahead. Two balls, no strikes. This one swung on and fouled off out of place. Now 2-1 and one on the Renegades leadoff hitter. Yeah, I've, I've, I've picked it up now. Now now that I realize the whole stand up and readjust the uh, chest protector thing, now I... Now I know that I have to see the full arm extension. 
So 2-1 count now on Forte. This one misses outside. And now Forte ahead three balls and one strike. Well, Forte, a late addition for the Renegades, but he's definitely made a positive impact on the squad. Absolutely. So now 3-1 to Forte. This one grounded foul off to the right side. And now we're full, and especially two for Forte at a premium spot in the lineup. Leadoff, he's been often one of the energizers. When the Renegades put up multiple runs in an inning, it feels like he's one of the ones getting that inning started. Right. And he just he has fun. He enjoys baseball. He makes it fun. I know uh, last time we ran the bases with the kids, he was out there running around, having a good time. 3-2 pitch to Forte. Misses way in. Almost hit him. Regardless, it was going to be ball four. So he trots on down to first base, and the Renegades have a two-out base runner. Other thing that I, th I thought was funny for the night was a little youngster came up and asked him to sign his shirt, and uh, first thing that, that Adonis did is say, Mom, is that okay? Made sure it was okay with the kid's mom before he, he signed he signed the kid's shirt. And that's, a, that's an awesome, awesome story. And for anyone at the ballpark, if you ever get the chance to, to run into Adonis and meet him and just say hi, he's one of the nicest ball players on a, on a ball club full of nice guys. So Forte off a first perch pitch to Lovich is fouled off. I just think he got him on the it. leg. Yeah, yeah, just just nicked it, but maybe by about three of those seams on the ball. So Forte, who walked and scored the second Renegades run, bats in the number two spot tonight. We'll have to work from an 0-1 count. He's got Forte, who just walked with two outs, leading off a first. You think they put Forte in motion here? I would. Why not? Worst case scenario, you got your number two hitter leading off the third inning. Does not go. Is this one misses outside? So now one ball, one strike on Lovich. Guess that's why we're up here in the Doc and Norm broadcast booth and I'm on the field coaching because we'd either we'd either run rule everybody or we'd we'd just get the wheels broke off because we'd send it. I'd just send everybody. I'm fairly certain <laughs> I would go with the second one. If I was especially at third base coach, the arm would almost always be be waving. Forte runs. This one swung on a miss. Throw down to second and no chance to get Forte in there way ahead of the throw. And even though Lovich now behind one ball and two strike, Forte swipes second base. Yeah, that was just too easy for him out there. He had a good jump, but it wasn't anything that uh, was extraordinary, but just shows the speed that he was able to get in there well under the tag. That's exactly what we wanted. It's now 1-2 pitch. Dancing off second base is Forte, and this one misses outside. Now 2-2 two two on the running gate shortstop. So I guess we can give ourselves props there. We did talk about the stolen base. We just, were just a pitch too early. Yep, we, it was close. Should have known when it was coming. It's now Forte off a of second base. Two balls, two strikes, two outs, and a 2-2 ball game. Getting in the head of the pitcher. Forte's dancing as this one is fouled off, but it's not going to count because that was a balk, and that's Adonis Forte getting in the head of the starting pitcher. Shite. He was dancing Absolutely. all off the bag. And that's that's you know that's one of those things that... It's just like an, an an instinctive thing that he just has that ability to dance around out there and keep those legs moving. And you know maybe don't see it as much on first and third, but there at second he's just so close to the pitcher that he can't see him very well, but he can hear him back there. Two two pitch on the way misses outside, and now it's full to Lovich. Now Forte can really get in his head as the right-handed pitcher Scheidt is looking directly at him as he leads off third. Right, and like I said, you know, being on second with that, you, you hear it. You can't see it very easy, but you hear it. and Really, it almost looks like the pitcher now is rather frustrated. Lovich has worked it full. He awaits the 3-2 pitch. Long look in by Scheidt, and here's the delivery. This one misses inside, and that's another walk. One and two batters in this Renegade order have both come to the plate twice, and they have both walked twice. I know you have a lot to watch here as you call, but 
watching Adonis there, he's just baiting the pitcher, just baiting him and taking another step, taking another step, taking another step, just baiting him, trying to have him throw over there because the third baseman's not really holding him on. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that they put Jackson Lovich in motion, especially if, if the runner, if the catcher behind the plate pull and throws down to second, Forte probably has a chance to come home. And well, he also is tall enough that about three steps and he's at second base already. First pitch to Ross Lovich is swung on and missed. Swung through that one as neither runner was moving a whole lot. So now 0-1 on the number three hitter for the Renegades. Grounded out to second. Was a productive out at the time, but that would be something that Shite would want in this situation is it would mean out number three. Runners at first and third. Two outs. Here's the 0-1. This one skips in there. Lovich is going to head up to second base as it bounced right in front of the plate. Forte stays with third, but now two in scoring position for the Renegades. And that one was, even though it didn't skip away far, Lovich got a good secondary lead and was easily into second base. Well, it might have taken him about five steps instead of three, but, yeah, easy for him to, to trot in there. As I said, watching Forte on third base, you know, he comes up quite a ways, and then he just he just gouges another step and gouges another step. It's not just little steps. He's just taking taking quite a bit of real estate there. But, again, third baseman not really not really holding him on. To any effect here, but definitely getting into the mind of the pitcher. So Lovich now on a 1-1 count. He's got two on, two out as he chops one off the end of the bat. It's slowly rolled. Shortstop Webb is throwing on to first base and just about a step or two in time he gets Ross Lovich to end the inning. So the Renegades put pressure on again, but can't come up with anything. So we'll head to the third. 2-2 score on the Show Me Sports Network. Hello, Blake Gasaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Throughout the course of any game, different actions stand out to different people. But everyone remembers a walk-off, especially if it's a walk-off wood bat. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bats, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give walk-off wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. Headed to the third inning now on the Show Me Sports Network. Two to two between the Bombers and the Renegades. And joining me for this top half of the third inning, two very special guests. He's Stucky and Nolan Drill. Boys, how you doing tonight? Oh, you. yeah, I'm doing good. It'll Bo be fun. Both of you guys sharing the mic here, so this will be a, a fun little exercise. As Renegades have taken the field for the top of the third. So how are you guys enjoying at least the offensive production so far from the dugout to get this one going? It's about time. That's all I got to say. <laughs> no, Luke put a good swing on that ball. That was fun to see there. So, so Nolan, I want to ask you about this because I've noticed, especially last night with the two home runs, it seems you have taken the responsibility of donning the cowboy hat on the home runs. Uh. 
I guess I'm pretty country, I'd say. <laughs> so so how who started that idea to wear the hat as the celebration after a home run has been hit by a renegade? I think it was a little bit of Jack and Easton. He usually brings it around. So they kind of started that, and then I guess when I'm not playing, I kind of take the role of putting that on whoever hits the big home run. So. 2-0 count now on Zach Dillman to lead off this inning as he lines one out to second base and Ott makes the catch for out number one. One up, one down as the right fielder is retired. So getting it now, we're about a couple weeks into the season. Has, are you guys kind of feeling that you're about to really get something going? Because you see you see times like last night where you put up 10 and last week where you put up 15. Can you guys kind of sense that you're close? Uh, yeah, definitely from the first couple weeks we were here, you can see the guys are getting together kind of everybody's bonding and now you can see the renegades are getting stuff rolling here with a couple wins lately and i think the games coming up for us are going to be big pitching's doing their job the hitting's starting to come around and you know i think the renegades are going to have a good rest of the summer so first pitch to Caden Williams was a foul ball off the net. He had a sack fly in his first at bat. So, Heath, I want to ask you this question now as this one has fouled off once again 0-2. What's it been like for you so far this season on the other side? No one, obviously, position player. You as, as a pitcher, what has it been like for you on, on days when you don't pitch and then on days when you do? I mean, we just got a good group, you know. Days I'm not pitching, I still want to go on the trips and hang out with the guys. So, you know, you know, we play mafia in the back of the bus. We try to get everybody to go, but, you know, People, people don't always want to join us, but it's been great, you know. Even when I'm not playing, I like to hang out with the team, you know. Great team. 0-2 count to Caden Williams. Pitches skipped in there for a ball. I uh, also want to ask you this, Heath, because you played a pretty big role in the uh, trip to McDonald's last night when we <laughs> originally thought the dining room was going to be closed. So why don't you uh, explain what happened there when the bus rolled in? You know, Coach D'Amelio, he, you know, not a strong man. He, he went out to the door. <laughs> He just walked away. Not a strong-willed person. Strike three called to Caden Williams for out number two. I saw the manager in there. I knew he'll let us in. I went up to the door, knocked on it, gave him a great smile, and he said, come on in. So that's what we did. You are almost solely responsible for getting us fed last night as we were leaving Nevada to head on back, pretty much in the middle of nowhere, too. And thanks to to Heath Stuckey, we were able to get on on inside and order some food. So two up, two down. Braden McGinnis, who grounded out to end the first, steps in. He's Stucky and Nolan Drill joining me here on the broadcast in the top of the third inning. So you guys have, have played now. This is the sixth game in a row. Has it been a, a long week, or is it just all a part of the grind? I mean, I definitely forget what day it is, but <laughs> I think it's just uh, part of the grind. It hasn't been too bad. This one fouled out of place now. 1-1 one, one count on McGinnis, the number five hitter. So, no, so for you guys in Nevada last night, facing them for the first time, is there anything you guys were able to take away? Or I guess last night was the second time, but you're going to play them now six more times. Are you guys starting to kind of pick up of the plan for attack as you'll face them now heading into the future? Uh, yeah, for, for the hitting side, at least what I noticed is their pitchers, it's not a lot of velo, so it's just us adjusting and sitting back and trying to drive the ball, especially on nights where last night the ball was flying. Just sitting back and good swings on the ball. And, I mean, obviously we watched a couple fly out of the yard, and that was pretty fun. One-two pitch. Is it a foul out of player to the right side? Going a strike that away from getting through a third ADD. inning of work on the mound. And what are you guys seeing from Carter so far early on the mound tonight? I mean, for Carter, so he's coming out the relief. He's, uh, I mean, he's been relieving mostly this year. So for his first start, he's doing pretty good. He's had a little slow start, so uh, I think he needs to go back to the way he was pitching when he was leaving because he was uh, lights out. 
So once he starts just ramping it up and, and getting there, you know, I think he'll be fine. But he's doing good, you know, just a slow start, but that's all it is. One, two pitches, a check swing is a rule down. They say he went around and the throw was made to first base. Oh, yeah, that was a Hilke's ice curveball there. <laughs> well done by Carter Going. So thank you guys so much. It was great to have you on for this half inning. Hopefully we get to do it again. He's Stucky, no one drill everybody as Carter yeah. Going goes. Have one, a nice two, night out there. Thank you guys for having us. All righty, we'll head to the bottom of the third. 2-2 two, two our score. Don't go anywhere on the show. We'll do that again. Serving the capital city and the surrounding area for 70 years, Animal Medical Center strives to provide the best possible medical service for your pet in a caring atmosphere. To promote quality healing and preventative care in a fear-free environment, Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is a full-service veterinary hospital. Whether your pet has fur, feathers, or scales, Dr. Greg Boyer and Dr. Kayla Terry have the experience and expertise to treat complex medical conditions as well as providing annual well checks and vaccinations. Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is the only veterinary hospital in the capital city accredited by the American American Animal Hospital Association. To schedule an appointment, call the team at Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City at 573-636-4626. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. Four in to lead off the bottom of the third inning. He looks at a ball one inside to get his at bat underway as he will get this bottom of the third going. This one skips in there. So now 2-0 and on the cleanup hitter tonight for the Renegades. He's responsible for both of the runs that they currently have on the scoreboard with a two RBI single in the first that scored both Forte and Jackson Lovich. This one also low. Now three balls, no strikes on Luke Fuller. Fuller went deep last night, hit a two-run home run out to left field that put the Renegades on top, 4-2. to two, And now back in in a 3-0 count. Its pitch is just going to be outside for ball four. That one I was thinking was going to be a strike to make it a three-ball, one-strike count, but apparently just missed. And that is four pitches and a walk to Luke Fuller to get the start inning going. So now Matashek will step in. He's single to right, continues some... Some good stretch of hitting for Matishak as appears the couple days off due to injury didn't affect his swing. Punched one in the hole between first and second and made his way to first base. So four on, this pitch misses outside, and that's five straight balls to get this bottom of the third inning going for the right-handed pitcher, Toby Scheitz. Gave up two in the first and had runners at second and third in the second before getting out of that jam. And now has let the leadoff batter, Luke Fuller, reach on a walk. And this pitch is finally pumped in their first strike now, 1-1 one one on Matashek. First strike thrown of the inning by Scheidt. Have to think Matashek was probably going to be taken there with 
the wildness of Scheitz and up until that strike pitch. Four, not a big lead off of first. He's held on as this one is swung on a miss. Matashek swings through that one. It's now one and two after back-to-back -back strikes. After Fuller reached, it'll be Matashek, Ott, and Rockerbama, the next three in the Renegades order at five, six, and seven. Matashek behind oh, one and two. Here's the pitch. This one hit in the air out to right center field. Still going. Center fielder after it as it hangs up long enough for the center fielder Pundy to run under it and make the catch. Not a bad hit ball at all, but it just hung up for too long, and Pundy was able to glide on over and make the catch. Fuller stays put at first base, and that's out number one. So now Colby Ott steps in. He flew out to left field, did not miss a ball hit over the wall by much. He hit out to that left field wall. It was in between 300 and the left field pole and 340 and straight left, so I have to guess around 320, and I think he hit that ball about 305, which is just in front of the track. This one popped up foul out of play for strike one to Ott. This game in a 2-2 score. Carter Goring on the mound for the Renegades. Toby Scheidt on the mound for the Bombers. Celia scored one in the first, one in the second, and Renegades scored two in the first. They've got one on, one out here. Here's the 0-1 pitch to Ott. This one bends out of the zone, so now one and one. Not a big lead at all for Fuller off of first base. He's been on twice tonight with a single and a walk. Scheid has already walked four batters, now five after the walk to Fuller. Here's the 1-1 pitch to Ott. This one bends in there, a called strike. Went with the off-speed there and caught the inside corner. So now one and two on Colby Ott. Ott at second base tonight. Seen him play there most of the season when he's been in the starting lineup. Here's the one-two. This one hit foul out of play, and we'll do the one-ball, two-strike pitch once again. Goring really seemed to settle in on the mound for the Renegades last inning, got a line out, and then back-to-back -back strikeouts went one, two, three. First time he did that in all three innings of work. So now the one-two pitch once again to Otis. It in the air to center, relatively routine for Pundy. Comes in a few steps and makes the catch for out number two. Back-to-back flyouts to Pundy after the leadoff walk to Luke Fuller. Now there's two down as Fuller still stands at first base. Now Rocket Bomber steps in. He was the seventh and last batter of the first inning. Grounded out to the pitcher, Scheidt, who made a pretty athletic play leaping off the mound. Ended that inning, and now Rocket Bomber will bat with two outs and one on here in the third. Looking to break a 2-2 tie and put the Renegades back out in front. They held a 2-1 lead, but it was very brief. First pitch to Rocket Bomber. Misses low in the dirt. Home plate almost completely covered in dirt now at this point. We'll need to see that thing be cleaned off in between innings. So now 1-0 to Rocker Bomber. Colin Shreve who struck out swinging weights on deck. Shite sets. Here's the 1-0. This one hit. Foul out of playoff to the left side. So now we're even a ball and a strike. Shite looking to match Gorling and get through a third inning of work. Giving up two runs. Although one of Gorling's runs was unearned. Both of Shite's were earned runs at Forte and Jackson Lovich scored. Now leading off first base still is Fuller. He's held on by McGinnis as this one is fouled straight back in front of us. And now a one ball, two strike count on Rocker Bomber. Two strikeouts already for Scheidt. Those both came in the second when he got Shreves and Noel both swinging. So now a chance for strikeout number three as he's moved ahead. One ball, two strike on Rocker Bomber. Caught a lot this season for the Renegades. He DHs tonight. Four leads. Here's the pitch. Misses low and inside. So now we're even at two balls and two strikes. So Rocker Bomber, left-handed batter, is 0 for 1 tonight. Steps back into the box. 
does have the lefty-righty advantage against the right-handed pitching. Shite, 2-2 pitch, is hit high in the air. This looks to be in play. Shite moves under it, but the catcher calls him off. Poulton makes the catch, and that is out number three. So the running kids get a leadoff base runner, but he does not leave first base as a couple flyouts and a pop-out end the inning. So this one stays knotted 2-2 two two as we head to the fourth. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions when things come out of left field having a game plan matters farmers insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game we've seen almost everything so we know how to cover almost anything talk to farmers agent christopher scott at 573-896-0131 to see how i can help you stay in the game that's christopher scott at 573-896-0131 we are farmers Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Moex Dock and Norm Direct is back better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex Dock and Norm Direct is Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls, group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. We do it all. Remember, we want you to ride Moex Stock and Norm Direct. Carter Goring back out now as we head to the top of the fourth inning at Vivian Field. Goring making a transition from the bullpen now on to the starting position on the mound and he's looked pretty good so far three innings pitch two strikeouts one walk four hits two runs only one of them earned and now we'll face hunter lopaki to get the fourth inning going it's about an hour underway through three innings as this one misses inside to lopaki thanks so much to everyone for joining us tonight on the show me sports network hope you enjoyed the two guests we had last inning that was Nolan drill and also joined by Heath Stuckey. Two of them made a great addition for that top of the third. Hope to have them on again at some point. 1-0 pitch now on the way. Is grounded weakly. Goring off the mound. He has no play. Shreve's moving in, and he also does not have a play, even if he feels that's, that one would have been a bang-bang play at the bag. And that almost surely go as an infield single to lead off this fourth for Hunter Lopaki. That ball was grounded weakly just past Gorling as he got off the mound. And then Shreves came charging in but could not field it on the run. And that ball just stayed rolling in the grass. Allows Lopaki to reach. He's been on twice, both with singles and both times to lead off an inning. So he will now take his lead off of first base to get this fourth inning going. So Chris Pundy flew out to left, shows bunt. He whiffs. And that'll be strike one to the center fielder for the Bombers. Didn't even pull back there, just stabbed at it and came up with air. So now he's behind no ball, one strike count. Pawnee now back in after the failed bunt attempt on the first pitch of the at-bat. 
Kopaki held on at first base by Ian Nolf. Gorling looks in. And now will deliver. This pitch misses low. So now it's going to be a one ball, one strike count. Gorling gave up one run in the first, one run in the second before pitching a three up, three down top of the third inning. Really looked sharp. Then just gave up a pretty weak leadoff infield single to get this inning going. This one is bunted down the third baseline. It stays fair. Shreve throws the first, and that's just in time to get the hustling Chris Pundy. He thought he beat it, but he is out by about a step for out number one as Lopaki moves up to second base on the sacrifice bunt. So Gorling gets his first out of the fourth inning, but it does move a runner up to scoring position. They go ahead run up to scoring position. I don't know if that uh, that would have went foul if he'd have let it trickle down a little more. It was it was certainly just about right on the chalk line. We saw one of those last week where it just rolled in all the way to where it hit the third base bag. So now Opaki off a second, in steps Will Menendez. He's got a runner in scoring position and hits this first pitch in the air. That gets foul and out of play for strike one. How did the uh, special guest go? I was busy. I didn't pay attention to I it. I was just going to say, for everyone who enjoyed the interview with Nolan Drew and he stuck, you have Blake to thank for that because he went and retrieved them from the dugout. And it it went about, yes, it was Coach D'Amelio's idea. He was. Then it took about six foul balls back to the dugout so we could keep playing baseball. Yeah. So, but the, it, was, it was great. I hope everyone enjoyed it. So now 0-1 pitch to, from Gorling to Menendez. Misses low and away. 1-1 counts. I'll say it is way too hot for me to chase after the foul balls, but the kids can go after them, and I'll just make sure they get back to the dugout. Yeah. <laughs> it works well. That's been that's been one of my favorite tasks because then I get to just go in and, and throw it to a Renegades player. It keeps me busy when a kid brings it back. Runner off second base. That's Lopaki. who had an infield single to get this inning going. This pitch is in. They're called strike, and now Wilman Endes in a 1-2 count. Menendez also hit an infield single in the second inning, moved up to third did not score. What do you see out of Carter Gorling so far? He, he's given up the two runs, but only one earned, and he's, he, I think he's been pretty effective in his move onto the starting spot. I agree, and uh, we'll talk about that shortly after this next pitch real quick. 1-2 is ripped, but just out of the outstretched glove of the shortstop, Lovich, that will allow a run to score as coming around from second and in across the plate is Hunter Lopaki. Looked like Lovich had a play at that as short for a moment, but it went over his glove and his brother was in there to get it out in left field. So an RBI single by the batter, Will Menendez, puts Sedele out in front 3-2. to two. Well, I think uh, Gorling, you know, he, he's got a few few things to maybe, you know, tighten up a little bit, but overall doing a great job so far uh, through, uh, through the fourth inning here. You know, he had some pitches that really could have gone either way. Obviously, being a Renegades fan, we, we would like him to go strikes, but they were just on the outside part. First pitch swung on a miss by Connor Woods. But something that uh, while I was retrieving those or taking the foul balls back, I didn't see who it was uh, because I was I was going the other direction, but uh, Carter was sitting over uh, by himself kind of in the bullpen area, was, you know, waiting for him to go back onto the rubber. Oh, one pitch on the way. This one misses low, so now one and one. So he's over there. And uh, somebody came up, like I said, I don't know who it was, but somebody came up and just said, hey, you know, it's a, it's a, it was tied 2-2 two to two at that point, but he said, don't worry about it, 0-0. Zero to zero. Just look at going forward. Look at hitting the spots going forward. 1-1 one, one pitch also misses outside. So back-to-back -back balls thrown by Gorling. 2-1 and one count now on Woods, number 900, before we go back to the top of the order. So you really like to see that. That was something good to hear because, 
you know, he's trying to pick his teammates up on the mound, but really good to see his teammates trying to pick him up as well because he was a little frustrated with giving up those those couple of runs. Menendez off of first base, just drove in a run with an RBI single. This one grounded off to the left side and in foul territory. It's now even at a two-ball, two-strike count. Sack bunt by Chris Bundy now looms large because that moved the runner up to second base in Lopaki. Otherwise, he doesn't come around to score on that single to left field. So some good small ball there by the Bombers. He's a speedy player and uh, was just, you know, really didn't have any problem getting in from second. Had a decent lead before the uh, pitch that was, was hit out there. He's got some pretty good speed for a catcher. I have a feeling he could play infield if they needed his pitch inside. And now it is run full. Didn't miss by much as... Goring is just missing that inside spot to right-handed hitters. Well, you mentioned earlier, too, that's another one of those pitches that I think if it's uh, if it's an 0-2 count, that's probably getting the uh, right arm going for a strikeout. It's now 3-2, runner not going. This one is in there, ring him up, called strike three, and second out of the inning, and that'll go backwards. K, thanks to Connor Woods. Yeah, that one, no question there. That was just right down the pipe, right down now central. So Carter Goring bounces back after giving up the RBI single to Will Menendez as he strikes out Connor Woods on a full count pitch. Now and out away from getting through four innings. For someone who has not been a consistent starter, how long do you think they're looking at maybe he's putting Carter out there tonight? You know, that's a great question. If he could make it through five, I think that's a good target for him. That gets, you know, five. I think six might be pushing a little bit, but for sure if he gets through five, I think that gives him a good solid start, helps out the bullpen. So Poulton, who singled home a run in the second, bats here, flies this one out to right center. Right fielder Matischek coming in, and he makes the catch for out number three. So Carter Goring gives up the RBI single, but then bounces back to get a strikeout and fly out. But the Sedalia Bombers have dunked back out in front. They lead this one 3-2. We'll head to the bottom of the fourth. Don't go anywhere on the Show Me Sports Network. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10 doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The -the state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business renegades now trailing as we head to the bottom of the fourth inning just gave up a run in the top half and now trail three to two taking back the mound for this fourth inning is toby shite he so far has gone three innings two strikeouts has walked five batters but given up two hits and two runs now goes to work Against this bottom part of the Renegades order, it'll be Shreves, Nolf, and then Forte back at the top. Renegades now trailing. They trailed one to nothing, but have not trailed since. And now looking down the deficit once again here as we head to the bottom of the fourth inning. Well, despite being down that one run, obviously, they're always still in it. They face higher deficits. But when you look at how the game has been played so far, 
These two teams very evenly match. Something, too, Ben, that you mentioned uh, in your pregame talking about the Clarinda A's. You know, there's not a lot of guarantees that I can tell you in life, but a guarantee that I can pretty stand pretty firm on is that for the A's, they are good year in and year out. They just find a way to put together a good squad. So that's pretty much my preseason pick every year for who's going to win the North League is always going to be the A's. And we play them next week, back-to-back games in their house. So that'll be a, a good test for the Renegades. His pitch is called a strike in there to Colin Shreves. He struck out swinging his first time up. Both Shreves and Nolf, who waits on deck, were strikeout victims. The two strikeouts recorded as this one is grounded. And that's going to get into right field for a leadoff single. Colin Shreves continues the hot bat. He's got another hit here this evening. Yeah, that wasn't anything fancy. Just put the barrel on the ball, drove it to where there was grass between two players. Really, at the end of the day, that, that's what you look for. So I'll give complete credit to Ashley for this one because she's the one who noticed it. But do you? Wanna... I will say I did notice too. I just oh, didn't okay. realize but it was breaking news. The we need to go. Oh, it's, it's breaking news. That's, do, our, do that's wanna... our breaking news ticker. You you should be the one to, to tell. Okay, so I'll give it to Ashley in a second. Is this one is fouled off by Ian Olf? I'm curious of how many of our listeners actually know what the news ticker is. That's old school broadcast right there. It's it's something. Uh, wow, that's that something hurts, we've Ashley. talked about. It's it's something it's 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 something apparel wise is to all of our listeners. Ashley just called you old. If you want to file a grievance with her, you can email Jeff City Renegades at what's our email? Low and inside. JC Renegades at gmail dot com. You can file your grievance there. So Shreves after the leadoff single, leads off a first base. He is held on by McGinnis. Ian Nolf now back in there, looks at a 1-1 pitch. That misses low, and now two balls and one strike. We'll, we'll get to that after. When we're in between at-bats here, I'll give you the mic for a second, Ashley, and you can reveal what you discovered to end that last inning. So 2-1 and one the count now, one on, nobody out. This pitch bends in there, a called strikes. Now two balls and two strikes on Nolf. It seems like the bottom part of the uh, part of the zone is being, is being called, at least early. Yeah, that looked like that was almost identical to the previous pitch, too. So now 2-2 pitch. Here it comes. This one is going to be called strike three, and that'll send Nolf back to the dugout. He is rung up for the second time, and that's out number one in the fourth inning. All righty, friends. Our breaking news. Jack Matishak got some new white cleats, so he no longer has that bright red that clashes very well against our navy and yellow. Enjoy that fun fact. Now up is Adonis. He might still have those other cleats. There's going to be a well-hit ball going into left field. Left fielder coming in on it in front of the Mayfarelli sign. It'll make the grab for out number two. That was a ball, that was a ball off the bat I thought was going to go farther than it did. It turned yeah. out to be a relatively routine fly ball off the bat of Forte. He gave it a ride, just not quite far enough. The uh, the Matashek cleats thing was, I think, one of my go-tos for like the first four <laughs> games I called. It was every game. Yeah, Here's he, Jack Matashek. He's wearing bright red cleats, and then I – well, moved away from it and didn't even notice that the red cleats were gone. But it, it definitely helps. Those first few games of the season when we're trying to get to know players who they are, and it definitely helps a little bit on that front. First pitch was fouled off to Jackson Govich. He's walked twice, scored once, was one of the two runs scored back in the first inning, the only inning when the Renegades have put runs on the scoreboard. His pitch bends in there. This one does catch the inside corner. That's pitched kind of similar to some of the ones we've seen going thrown that have been called balls. Well, there's a uh, fan out in center field out past the fence, too. At least we could do is hit him a home run ball out there for him to get. 
Two outs, one on. Here's the 0-2. Swung on a missed. And back-to-back, not back-to-back, but two strikeouts courtesy of Toby Scheidt and the inning. So we'll head to the fifth inning. Renegade chilling by one. It's 3-2 on the Show Me Sports Network. Hi, this is Nick Hoslog, owner of Hoslog Landscape and Design. Every day, my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of. By focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction, this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving Jefferson City and the Central Missouri area. Thank you for all your continued support in voting us as winners of the Reader's Choice Awards and Jefferson City's Best multiple years running. When you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project, call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. All right, of 820. It'd help if I had my mic on. You know, sitting over here, it's different sitting in this side. I'm sure it was different for you, and that's why, because <laughs> I thought you were you you intended to bring us back, and when you didn't initially say something or I didn't hear it, I was like, okay, maybe he wants us, but yeah, you, we, were, we you were switched, talking. We switched our normal spots here. Normally I sit on the right, just a habit of mine, and uh, normally you sit on the left when we're together or by yourself. But remember, we're coming to you from the Doc and Norm Direct Broadcast booth. Go riding with Doc and Norm, Mid-Missouri's leader in Prefer Group Travel. Group sizes 1 to 100 or beyond, they do it all. Doc and Norm are the official transportation provider for the Renegades. They get us to all of our road games safely, efficiently, most importantly, in style. To book your spot on your next adventure, call them at 573-256-1991 or email reservations at moexpress.com. I'll tell you what, you're able to do that a lot faster than I am. I guess it's you have so much more experience, but you flew through that one and did not skip a beat, didn't even stutter. His first pitch misses for a ball. I might have said it a time or two, you know. I've been accused most of my life that I talk too much, so maybe that helps. Adam Webb in to lead off this inning. Looks at a pitch that just missed low and inside. That's, that pitch didn't miss by much, stone by Gorling. Yeah, again, it's one of those that uh, I'm not going to argue with the uh, home plate umpire, oh, yeah. but it definitely is in that ballpark where it really could go either way. 2-0 pitch on the way to Webb. This one is a called strike at the bottom of the zone, so now a 2-1. and one. It'll be Webb, Dillman, and Williams to follow. 2-3-4 in the Bombers lineup here lead, leading off this fifth inning. Carter Gorling back into his windup. Here's the 2-1 pitch. This one misses low, and now it's run three balls and one strike to Webb, who's already reached once. Well, I've always thought about it. Talked about rolling through that spot quickly and, and efficiently. always thought something that would be a good skill to have would be go to auctioneer school. 3-1 count. This ball misses up and in, and that's a leadoff walk, a leadoff base runner for Sedalia. Can you imagine trying to listen to an auctioneer call a game? I'm, I'm surprised that someone hasn't tried that at this point. You would think that someone would have the idea, hey, this would be funny to make for like a YouTube video or something like that. So that would, that's my creative idea maybe for the future. Yeah, it would either be the biggest train wreck ever or it would just be something that you'd go viral because it'd be the uh, just something – that's highly unseen. 
First pitch of the at-bat is a called strike in there to Zach Dillman. Webb leads off first. Nolf does hold him on. So I would throw out if anybody wants us to try that, you can send payments to the Show Me Sports Network to pay for auctioneer school. So would it be you going through that, or would it be me going through the auctioneer Could school? be both. Runner's going to take second. Pitch was in there, a called strike. There wasn't even a throw down. Is easily taken second base. Is I didn't see the start of that play, but Webb, I would have to assume, got an incredible jump. He, he did, and that was that was the right decision by Fuller behind home plate is let him go. No need to throw down there. He, he would have been well ahead of the tag, so no point to risk dropping a ball, having it go into center field, anything like that. It is 0-2 on Dillman after the college strike. Here's the pitch. This one lined out to right field. Matashek after it, still going. Now makes the catch. Runner's going to tag and head to third as Matashek throw comes in. Cut off by Jackson Lovich. No chance to get the runner moving up. So it is out number one, but on to third base on the play is Webb. And stolen base looms large there. Now what would be runner on first base with one out turns into a runner on third with one out. Now I'm thinking about the uh, auctioneer school. That that might be difficult to listen to if both of us were doing an auction chant. That's, <laughs> I, I don't even want to think about how we would like sort that out it'd on be a so It would be so distracting. I already have enough things that take away my attention <laughs> when I'm trying to broadcast. Just imagine that thrown into the mix. So now RBI opportunity for Caden Williams. Bats with a runner on third. Renegades do bring the infield in here. One out. Here's the first pitch to Williams. This one just misses. I don't know where, where that one missed. That one looked to be pretty yeah, good. Yeah, looked, looked good from here, but somewhere it didn't quite get in the zone. Williams has a sack fly RBI and a strikeout looking, so officially 0 for 1. Can drive in the fourth run of the game for the Bombers. He just puts one in the air. Is this one misses low and inside? So now two and zero. Oh. I don't think a walk here would be the worst thing in the world because you set up at the double play, push the middle infielders back, and give yourself to get out of the inning with one ground ball. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, with that logic, you know, I don't think we want to do a uh, intentional walk or anything like that. But you know, for sure, it wouldn't be the worst thing to to happen. It's now 2-0 pitch to Williams. This one it does find the zone. Ben's in there. First strike of the at-bat. Now 2-1 and one on Williams. Fuller did a nice job framing these pitches as well. As we said, we hadn't seen him this season behind home plate, but uh, pretty impressed with him and really like his red, uh, red catcher's gear too. So Gorling now back on the mound. Checks the runner at third, and here's the 2-1. This one it in the air out to center field. Forte going back. And now plants the feet. He's under it. He makes the catch. Runner's going to tag and score pretty easily as that ball was hit way too deep out there in straightaway center field. And a productive out. The second sacrifice fly hit by Caden Williams. Bombers now lead 4-2. to two. Yeah, the sign out there says 375, but uh, I would say what? That was all 365. Somewhere in that ballpark. It was not quite at the morning track, but just a few steps in front of it. But it just had so much hang time that, uh, before it dropped that gave Adonis a chance to camp underneath it, but just didn't have any chance to make it in. First pitch of the at-bat to Dillman. Misses outside for ball one. Excuse me, not Dillman. That's Braden McGinnis. And we talk about how Forte has a good arm out there in center. I don't really think there's any center fielder who would have made the throw from where he caught that ball. So 1-0 count now on McGinnis. McGinnis 0 for 2 with a ground out and a strikeout. This pitch snaps in there. I don't know whether that's the, the slider or the curveball, but it certainly has an, a good amount of movement laterally. Yeah, it, it definitely slides in there across home plate. You're right. Just really gets those, those uh, batters crossed up. 1-1 pitch on the way. Did McGinnis go around? He did not. So that's ball on. That one was pretty close as McGinnis started to go, but they say that he held up just in time. 
Did uh, when you were at Sedalia the other night? Did they have their? I don't even know what his name is, but the usual, the usual, not that you would know who the usual announcer is, but the PA. Yeah, the one. Oh that's, yes, that says like Brett Mamamamoni and. This pitch misses outside. It's now three and one. I don't know if there was that, but he was given about all of the energy that he had into probably his call. So probably guy. the same person. Yeah, he was. I think Ashley even came back and said, "Joe, you need to you need to hype it up like this guy in Sedalia." It's now three one pitch on the way to McGinnis. This misses high, and now a two out walk keeps getting alive for the Bombers. Yeah, I've seen some extra inning games there, and uh, it didn't matter if it was the first inning or the fourteenth. He was in full voice the whole time. Yeah, that was. I it's it's got to be the same person because he was energetic. He was into it. And now Coach Demuley emerging from the dugout. I would assume after the two out walk, that's going to be it for Carter Gorling. Well, like I said, if he could get through five innings of work, I think that would be a very good, very solid start for him, and he's going to get a good hand as he, he walks off here. Nothing for him to hang his uh, hang his head on by any means. Now, if we ask him, he's going to say it's not the start that he wanted. It's probably not the start that uh, the, that he's going to say this, that the Renegades deserve. But, you know, he had, uh, he had good innings, gave up four runs, uh, had several hits, but you know what, again, that's uh, that's part of that's part of why you play the game. So no, uh, you know, no shame in that on on how he performed on the mound tonight. So as Goring walks off, we'll take a very quick break and we'll be right back in just a moment to preview this new pitcher for the Renegades. Sedalia up four to two in the top of the fifth inning. River Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, River Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. River Christian Academy's primary goal is the discipleship of the next generation to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with a student body composed of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include 3 and 5 full day sessions with kindergarten offering a half day and full day program. To find out more about River Christian Academy at 573-634-3983. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. New pitcher on, looking to get the final out of this fifth inning for the Renegades. And despite the roster saying that number 23 is Wyatt Fisher, it is, in fact, Brennan Perkins coming on looking to get this final out. So what do you think Brennan's looking to do here? Someone who was in the starting lineup last night hit a two-run single. What is he looking to do stepping in facing Hunter Wilpacki? Well, just like we talked about, he's one of those players that's uh, versatile. And obviously, I think for the team's sake, if he can just get out of here quickly and efficiently, that's really what uh, what would be, be best. That first pitch there misses upstairs, ball one. You know, the good thing is with two outs here, they are in a position to have a ground ball at first or second, so he could push something through here to get that final out pretty quick-like. Again, it's just reached at first on the two-out walk. This pitch misses low, so now 2-0 and on Lopaki. That two-out walk did end the night for Carter Goring. 
could opt to have the opportunity to have one more run added to his line if the runner on first McGinnis scores. But as it stands for Gorling, four and two-thirds, three strikeouts, two walks. This pitch is swung on a miss by Lopaki. Also gave up six hits, four runs, only three of them earned runs. Well, that one broke, uh, definitely broke out there, got up uh, inside on the hands and just crossed up the batter. So Fisher now in a 2-1 count. Here's the pitch to Lopaki. This one fouled off the mask of the umpire. That one going to need a second to rebound because that ball almost went straight from bats to the umpire's mask. And yeah, that one that one too, very similar to the previous one that it, it really gets it, it, it like he almost crosses his hands over like he's breaking his hands over because he's so he's so out of sync on that on that swing because of the movement on the pitch and and uh, you know the velocity and everything you put together that he's really just turning them over a little bit which is getting him off balance and he's he's not having a good uh, look here in this batter's box on those last two pitches. So Perkins now has knotted things up at a two-ball, two-strike count, a strike away from ending the inning where the Renegades just gave up their fourth run and now trail this one 4-2. to two. That was a nice moment at home play between Coach Samili and the batter, Hunter Lopaki. Maybe it was Coach was saying something, hey, why'd you have to foul a ball off <laughs> our umpire? Keep him safe. Absolutely. Now we're back, ready to go. Here's the two-ball, two-strike pitch. This one it in the air. It's in foul territory. Is it going to stay in play? Runners going after it. Perkins can't make the catch. That drops just in front of the nets. Yeah, Perkins uh, making a risky decision there to try to grab that. My fear is that those nets hold uh, hold baseballs in, and the other night somebody crashed into it, and it also held, was it one Joe? I think it held one Joe worth, but I don't know if I'd want to test it to see exactly what the tensile strength is, because I'll be honest, I don't think it'd hold me if I went crashing through it. You are right. I do think it was Joe Herschler that went after it. So 2-2 pitch once again misses outside, now 3-2. and two. And not only that, third baseman Shreves and the catcher Fuller were all going after that. So even though Perkins was the one who went closest to the net and almost made the catch, there were three opportunities to go crashing into it there. Either way, I don't think it's a, a fun experience to go through any direction. 3-2 pitch, runner goes, swung on and missed, and Perkins gets him to end the inning. So in the one batter Perkins faces, he gets him on strikes, and that'll send us to the bottom of the fifth. Renegades now chilling, 4-2. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. We are State Tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Hello, Blake Gazaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? 
Throughout the course of any game, different actions stand out to different people. But everyone remembers a walk-off, especially if it's a walk-off wood bat. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bat, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give walk-off wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. Renegades got even more work to do now, chilling this one 4-2 after just giving up one more run. First pitch now to start off the at-bat to Ross Lovich is in there for a called strike. Blake, how was your half inning? Ooh, I'm a little winded there. It was fun. We were dancing to Hey Baby. Had some players out. This pitch is swung on a maze. I was updating my scorecard. So which Renegades players took part in the dance tonight? Did you get to see? I'll be honest. They walked right by me, and I didn't give it two glances. So Ross Lovich now behind in an 0-2 count. Into the windup, this pitch skips in. There's now one ball, two strike counts. So far, Carter Gorling and Brennan Perkins have been used on the mound for the Renegades. According to our eyes in the sky, Ashley Cartier was... One, two pitches low. Now two and two. It was Hopkins and Fisher. Okay. Wyatt Fisher and Taylor Hopkins. So Lovich 0 for 2, leading off this bottom of the fifth inning. Renegade trailing by two. Two to pitch is grounded weakly foul off the catcher. He's going to need a minute. Looks like it went off the knee or maybe the shin area of the catcher, Poulton. Hope he's all right. I could feel that one from here. I, that, that does not feel good. So I'm not a uh, expert medical person, but I'm pretty sure it got... Both of those areas you just mentioned, along with the groin up the leg, it was kind of a uh, wham-bam, thank you, ma'am, as it it connected with him in a few places. Well, he is now over by the first base dugout, hands on knees, bent over, and this looks like something that could be more than just a couple-second break. He is still limping, and you hope for his sake he's not going to have to come out of this ballgame. The Bombers do have their other catcher starting at DH tonight, so don't know what move they would go to if their catcher, Poulton, has to leave this game. He's not walking towards home plate, trying to walk it off. He tells the dugout that he's all right, and the coaches start to walk back, but he's once again put hands on knees. Does not like he's feeling in too great a shape right now. Hopefully he's all right. Just underway in the bottom of the fifth. Looked like Renegades batter Ross Lovich asked him just now at home plate if he was all right. Those two continue to talk as the umpire giving him a little more time. Nice little round of applause here at Vivian Field as the catcher Poulton looks to be all right. Good to see there. Absolutely. Sorry I was talking about shimmying. We disagree on our shimmy style, I think, between Ashley and myself. I hope I never have to determine a shimmy style that works for me. I'm just You know what? You can have fun. You just have fun. Whatever works, you just go with it. 2-2 pitch now. Lovich back in the box. This one ripped out to right field, sinking fast. It's dropping, and that's down a fair ball. Lovich makes a turn. He's headed to second base. Here comes the throw, and Lovich is out by 10 feet. Maybe even more as he didn't even go into a slide. And Dillman delivered a strike on the money and gets Ross Lovich out. You give me that half sheet you've got there. I could. Unfortunately, yeah, out by a lot there, but I will say that is going to be some more wood for the uh, – Wood pile at the end of the season is that bat is no longer a viable bat for us. So we're going to have to give a call to Wonkoff Wood Bat Company. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, Wonkoff Wood Bats are made from premium grade maple, ash, and birch. Customizable for yours truly. This batting here will be Luke Fuller. First pitch to him. 
Misses upstairs a little bit. Ball one. You customize the length, the weight, the barrel, handle color, anything you need on it. You can pretty much customize it, including personal engraving and a 45-day warranty. That pitch is going to be a bouncing ball. Taken at short. Throw to first in time. That'll be out number two. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, Walk-Off Wood Bat Company also has some selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give Walk-Off Wood Bat Company a call 816-261-1014 or visit wildbats.com. That's how how it's done there. You navigated through the at-bat and given the shout-out to Walk-Off Wood Bats all with, with ease. Hey, I've done it a time or two, you know. Now Matashek in, two out, nobody on. Pitch way outside for ball one. This inning looked like it was getting underway with a Renegades leadoff base runner. Ross Lovich hit one down the right field line for a fair ball and tried to go to second base, and Zach Dillman fired an absolute missile on the money. And so far early to where Lovich didn't even have to slide, he knew he was out. This pitch fell off, it's now one and one. You know, and that's a tough play too because you basically, you either have to commit or don't commit. Because when he when he's on first and he rounds first, he's losing sight of where that ball is and where the right fielder is. And unfortunately, the right fielder was able to get on his horse and get over there and get it and make a, an excellent throw to uh, pin him down there in second. 1-1 one, one pitch. Misses up and away. So now 2-1 and one on Matashek. He singled to right in the first and then flew out center in the third inning. Renegades now up to four hits on the game after the Lovich single. But they only got two runs. Have walked five times already. Just haven't had the clutch hit yet this one it in the air to right right fielder Dillman going after it still on the run slows up just in front of what I believe is the track and makes the catch for out number three so Renegades put some good one on it Matashek still admiring where that ball landed but do they not come up with anything so we'll head now to the sixth inning Renegades trail this one four to two we'll be right back on the show me sports network Serving the capital city and the surrounding area for 70 years, Animal Medical Center strives to provide the best possible medical service for your pet in a caring atmosphere. To promote quality healing and preventative care in a fear-free environment, Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is a full-service veterinary hospital. Whether your pet has fur, feathers, or scales, Dr. Greg Boyer and Dr. Kayla Terry have the experience and expertise to treat complex medical conditions as well as providing annual well checks and vaccinations. Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is the only veterinary hospital in the capital city accredited by the American Animal Hospital Association. To schedule an appointment, call the team at Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City at 573-636-4626. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. 
On to the sixth inning we go. Renegades got work to do, but first they'll have to try and keep this deficit that they currently have at two runs against the Sedalia Bombers. They've given up one run in the first, second, fourth, and fifth. No ambushes so far brought on by the Bombers, but they've been consistently putting runners on base. Renegades won last night, looking to move to 8-9 and nine with a win. Bombers, they sit at 10-11, and 11, have lost their last two. Perkins back on the mound. Misses low, ball one now. We'll go 7-8-9 in this Bombers order. Pundy, Menendez, and Woods. Perkins came on and got the last out of last inning. Struck out the last batter you face, Hunter Lopaki. And now faces Chris Pundy in a 1-0 count. Misses way up. Looked like he tried to go with the off-speed and couldn't find the handle. So now two ball, no strike counts. You know, one thing I was just thinking during that break was if we moved that uh, that fence in about five feet, imagine how many home runs we would have seen in this ballpark so far. 2-0 pitch, misses low. I mean, if you're talking both sides, Otts is probably gone. If not, maybe even if 10 feet, Otts and Matashek's both are probably gone. Yeah, five feet, I think we see a couple. If we moved it in 10 feet, I think we see, uh, I think we see a dozen. 3-0 pitch is grounded out to third, but that's in foul territory. It's now 3-1. But clearly that's why they did not let us design historic Ernie Vivian Field. One, because neither one of us were even thought about way back when, when uh, when historic Ernie Vivian Field was built. I can't remember the year, but it was a long time ago. But, uh, yeah, we would have set the ballpark up where every hit would have been a home run. We love offense. 3-1 pitch, misses low, and that's a leadoff walk for Pundy. He reaches for the first time tonight. And the Bombers have a runner on to get this sixth inning going. Yeah, I'm a big fan of offense. So if I was designing a ballpark, and hopefully no one ever puts me in charge of that, no pitcher would ever want to come play for my team because his ERA would be so inflated. I would I would basically have Colorado on speed run. Not even needed the altitude because the fences would just be so short. So his pitch misses up and in for ball one to Will Menendez. He's had a productive night at the plate. Two for two, an infield single and a single to left. The second of which came for an RBI single, drove in the third run of the game for the Bombers. Hunter takes his lead. Here's the pitch. This one just off the inside part of the plate. Not great on the control so far this inning for Brennan Perkins, who struck out the one battery face in relief last inning. And now has started this one off with a leadoff walk to Chris Pundy, and now behind 2 and all to Will Menendez. Runner goes here, swing and a miss. It's actually going to be a foul ball in and out of the glove, so runner will have to head on back to first. It's actually a good thing that the catcher, Fuller, didn't hang on to that ball because runner taking off for second, Chris Pundy, pretty much would have had an easy steal, and if that goes into the mid, it's a foul tip, and he could take second. But since it went out of the glove of Fuller, he has to head back to first, so Renegades catch a break there. So Menendez after the swing and the foul ball in a 2-1 count. Runner off first base not going here. Pitches it in the air to left, but that's out of play. Foul ball. Now a two and two count. Well, I lost that one, but I see now why I lost it because it, it exited the ballpark in fashion. I was talking about how Pundy, if that ball is caught by four behind the plate on the foul tip, he takes second pretty easily on the stolen base. So I actually think it worked out to the Renegade's advantage that that ball went out of the glove for just a straight foul ball. Yeah, sometimes you get those lucky breaks. Runner going again. 2-2 is grounded to third. Just fair. Shreve's backhand. Long throw to first is in time. Nicely done. Not an easy play for the third baseman, Colin Shreve, as he was well behind the third base bag. Runner does move up to second base, but that's out number one. 
So who's on? Is that Nolf on first base? That is Nolf on first yeah, base. Yeah, so he did a good job there of making sure he caught that cleanly, keeping his foot on the bag, but then ready to throw over to third base because the runner that took second on that stolen base acted like he was going to go to third but decided that probably wasn't a wise decision. If he does go to third there, as long as Nolf makes an accurate return and throw to Shreves, they probably have him at third base pretty easily. So first out recorded, this pitch misses outside to the number nine hitter, Connor Woods. Hits now with an RBI opportunity to start off this sixth inning and can add to it is already a two-run lead for the Bombers if he can find outfield grass and bring Pundy in from second base. Woods is flown out to center and struck out looking. Perkins facing his fourth batter since coming out of the bullpen and misses way up and in here for ball two. That one just looked like it, it just slipped off his finger, almost went out the back of his hand there. Perkins, the second pitcher that the Renegades have used tonight. Carter Gorling started this game as time is called at home plate. Final line for Gorling, four and two-thirds innings, three strikeouts, three walks, six hits, four runs, three earned. We're going to have a momentary delay here as somebody's pulled into the ballpark behind us and has their lights pointed up here to historic Ernie Vivian Field. I think that's the second time that that's happened this season. Uh, it happens. You know who was the first time? Your dad. No, it was Mindy. <laughs> Someone very familiar with the Renegades is uh, was the first culprit of the car lights in the parking lot. Now we've got the same issue, but it looks to be resolved. So now 2-0 count on Connor Woods, number nine hitter, before we go back to the top of the Bombers lineup. Perkins looking to work around a one-out base runner, and he just snaps the outside corner for a called strike. I have a truck, so I try to back in most places, but I never realized that's, that might be handy here at the ballpark because... My lights are pointed the other direction. It's now 2-1 count after the called strike on Connor Woods. Here's Perkins' delivery. This one fouled straight back. So now nicely done by Perkins in this at-bat. Fell behind 2-0, but has came back with two strikes. Right, that's exactly what you want to do. You know, you want to tell your pitcher if you get that 2-0, you're down the 2-0 uh, count. Is just stay with it, hit your marks, throw the pitches that you know that, that you can get, and now it's tied 2-2. So Perkins, a strike away from recording his second out of the inning. He's got a runner at second. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss. Gets him to chase low and inside. And Connor Woods is retired via strikeout for the second time tonight and a big second out for Brennan Perkins. Yeah, that swing right in front of me here, that, that wasn't even close to connecting with that baseball. So now we'll go back to the leadoff hitter, Riley Poulton, who did single to center for an RBI in the second inning, a two-out RBI single. Now is a similar opportunity here with the runner on second base and Chris Pundy. For a Renegades offense that scored two in the first and then has been blanked in the four innings since, you really would like them to keep this deficit at two runs. First pitch, lower ball. There's a little youngster over here hanging out at the Renegades game. How do you think that, that little youngster is right there? They should have him involved singing the seventh inning stretch. Six weeks. 1-0 pitch on the way is grounded to third. Shreves backs up, fields it on a hop, throws over to first. Oh, no. It's wide, and it pulls off the bag. Ian Nolf can't make the tag, and that will allow the inning to continue. It was a long throw, but Shreves brought Ian Nolf off the bag, and he, when he caught it, he tried to get the runner on the tag but couldn't do it, and that allows the inning to continue on the air. And you knew that uh, that throw was trouble pretty much right after it left the hand. You could tell it was off the mark. And Nolf trying to make the tag of the runner on the way by, but just couldn't extend the arm. He needed about another foot and a half attached to his arm to make that tag. But, yeah, there's a future Renegade fan over here 
about six months or six weeks old. The, the funniest part is is now runners on first and third with two outs. Pitch is low for a ball. When you first said young fan, I thought you were talking about one of the kids. <laughs> so I made the comment, sing the seventh inning stretch, and obviously no. <laughs> No, no fan that young is going to be singing anything. But you know what? Soon. He's holding him so he can watch the game and take it all in. He's telling him baseball's stats and things in his ear. 2-0 count on Adam Webb. Runners are on first and third. This inning was able to continue after the throwing error that allowed Riley Poulton to reach. He's at first base. Punny moved up to third on the air. So now another runner for the Sedalia just 90 feet away. Perkins 2-0 pitch is hit high in the air, going out as a second baseman. Ott, he camps under it, still moving now, and makes the catch. So error does not come back around to haunt the Renegades, and Perkins finishes the inning. So we'll head to the bottom half of the six. Renegades still got work to do. We'll see if they can score on their offensive side, trailing 4-2. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421-5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com. Centurion Cares innovative communication solutions when things come out of left field having a game plan matters farmers insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game we've seen almost everything so we know how to cover almost anything talk to farmers agent christopher scott at 573-896-0131 to see how i can help you stay in the game that's christopher scott at 573-896-0131 we are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Moex Dock and Norm Direct is back better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex Dock and Norm Direct is Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls. Group sizes from one... 100 or beyond, we do it all. Remember, we want you to ride Moex Stock and Norm Direct. Toby Scheitz, night is done on the mound as he heads in the dugout permanently. We'll get to rest there after a new relief pitcher is brought in. That is Ben Hogg taking the mound. Sedalia looking to go through the final four innings of work and keep this 4-2 lead that they currently hold. Currently a little discussion going on between the home plate umpire and the PA announcer just directly behind me. Don't totally know what it's about, but also we're waiting on the catcher on defense to come out of the dugout. We have a couple defensive substitutions that we just went through. So that was what the meeting between the home plate umpire and our PA announcer was about. So we're going to have a couple things moving around. Get those to you in just a moment. So Riley Poulton, who had the injury last inning, did stay in the game, but he's now going to leave the game, which means Zach Dillman moves from right field to behind the plates. And Duffin Makings moves out to right field. 
So a little bit of versatility being put on display here by the Sedalia Bombers. Their right fielder is now catching, and then they have a new right fielder. So a, a, a bunch of substitutions for Sedalia. They have a new pitcher in Ben Hogg, new catcher in Zach Dillman, and new right fielder in Duffin Makings. Renegades have 12 outs to try and put together a two-run rally. Still plenty of time, but they've been blanked on the scoreboard since the first inning. Final line for Toby Scheidt. Five innings pitched, four strikeouts, five walks, four hits, and two runs allowed. It'll be 6-7-8 in the Renegades order. Colby Ott, TJ Rockerbomber, and Colin Shreves. Three are combined. One for six so far on the evening. One hit came courtesy of Colin Shreves. Colby Ott 0 for 2 steps in and looks at a ball out of the arm of Hogg. Renegades have had chances, have had a base runner in actually every inning so far, but have only been able to push two across the dish both in the first inning. Pitch to Ott, misses outside once again. So now two ball, no strike count on the Renegades second baseman. This game, last time the Renegades had a lead was after the first inning when they were ahead 2-1. to one. So they quickly then tied it up 2-2 two to two in the second before adding one more in the fourth and another in the fifth as this pitch is fouled off and out of play. Now a 2-1 count on Colby Ott. Hope that Riley Polden is all right. Saw him hands on knees multiple times before returning to behind the plate in what was the bottom of the fifth inning. Stayed in to finish that inning, but now obviously out of the game is... Dillman moves from right to catcher, and Duffin Makings enters. This pitch skips in there. Now three balls and a strike on Colby Otts. Van Hogg just entering the game for the Sedalia Bombers. Entering in relief of Toby Scheidt. So far, each club has used two pitchers. Not a bad night for each starter on the mound. Here's a 3-1 to Otts. Misses up and in, and that's a leadoff walk for the Renegades. They've got something going here to start the bottom of the sixth inning. Renegades have been pretty patient at the dish tonight. That is the sixth walk that they have taken in just over five innings at the plate. So hasn't translated yet. But as they continue to still stay in this one, trailing 4-2, to two, it will hopefully give them a chance now. Middle of their lineup bets in the bottom of the sixth inning. Have not scored since the first when they put up two runs. Have been blanked in the four innings since. Quick throw over to first. Ott dives back in just ahead of the tag. Somewhat close play as the first baseman again has quickly caught it and applied the tag on Ott, but he was back in safely, so. Now Rocker Bomber steps in. He grounded out and popped out in his first two at-bats. Bats now with a runner on first to get this sixth inning going. Here's the pitch. This one swung on a miss as Hogg gets that one by him. Now an 0-1 count on the Renegades' DH. Colin Shreves waits on deck with Ian Knoll to follow in the hole. I want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight on the Show Me Sports Network. I'm Ben Schmidt. Been joined by Blake Gasway for most of the evening, along with a couple of guests. No one drill as this 0-1 pitch comes in. He stuck. He was the other one to join us. This one misses now one ball, one strike. Renegades got this inning going with a leadoff walk to Colby Ott before TJ Rockerbomber now just steps in and has a 1-1 count against new reliever Ben Hogg. Odd leads off of first. He's held on by McGinnis. Here's the pitch. Misses low. And now a two-ball, one-strike count on Rocker Bomber. Left-handed batting. DH facing the right-handed pitching. Ben Hogg. Renegades have got to get something going. They still have four more innings to work with, but they have been blanked ever since the first inning and don't want to expect this two-run deficit to hold up for much longer. 
Here's the 2-1. This one swung on a miss as Rockerbomber went down and swung on a miss. Snap throw down to first base, but back in safely is Ott. Regardless, it is now a two-ball, two-strike count to the Renegades DH. First of two straight home games that the Renegades will play tonight facing Sedalia and tomorrow against St. Joe before an off day Monday. Renegades, this is the 10th home game they are playing at Vivian Field. Odd off of first base. Here's the two ball, two strike count pitch. This one low, it skips away, and that'll allow Ott to move up to second base. That one went under the glove of the catcher, Dillman. Just into the ball game. It's a wild pitch that allows Colby Ott to move on up to second base. And the Renegades now with nobody out have a runner in scoring position. So Ott, who led off the inning with a walk, moved up to second base on the recently thrown wild pitch by the new pitcher, Ben Hogg. And now Rocket Romer in a 3-2 count. Check of the runner, Ott off second base. Hogg looks at him twice. Now kicks the leg and delivers. This one up high and away, and that's a walk. Back-to-back -to, -back to lead off the sixth inning. Rocket Romer will now take his base. So Renegades have something cooking now. Biggest threat that they have put together since the second inning when they had a couple base runners on have only put one on base in each of the innings since, and with back-to-back -back walks, that's going to have the catcher, Dillman, go out and speak with his pitcher, Hogg. Stelio leading the South Division at 10-11. and 11. Jefferson City a couple games back at 7-9. and nine. And A chance to make up some ground here, and now after the meeting looked like it was going to be over, the pitching coach is going to head on out, and they're going to chat once again with now the entire infield. It'll be Colin Shreves up to bat when this game resumes. He's going to go down and talk with first base coach for the Renegades as this meeting is currently taking place at the mound. Renegades trailing 4-2 to two. as pitcher Ben Hogg is actually going to walk off the mound and that's going to be it for him. Thought it was just an ordinary pitching meeting at the mound but it looks like they're going to go to a new pitcher so with that Renegades got something cooking now and we're going to head to a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment. Two on, nobody else. We're in the bottom of the sixth inning on the Show Me Sports Network. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers. With some of the most advanced technologies on the market, anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, a veteran-owned business. Hi, this is Nick Hoslog, owner of Hoslog Landscape and Design. Every day, my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of. By focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction, this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving Jefferson City and the Central Missouri area. Thank you for all your continued support in voting us as winners of the Reader's Choice Awards and Jefferson City's Best multiple years running. When you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project, call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com.
We are State Tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Back now at Vivian Field for the bottom of the sixth inning. Renegades starting to make some noise. They trail this one four to two, but have two on with nobody out thanks to back-to-back -back walks to get this inning going. And the reason for such the long break in between batters is the pitcher that just entered this inning to get the first relief pitcher for the Sedalia Bombers, Ben Hogg, left due to injury. So he goes, not even gets a single out, walks both batters he faces and then leaves due to an injury. And since the Sedalia Bombers had just brought in a new pitcher, they didn't even have anyone warming up. And that has led to the new pitcher, Alex Grellner, getting as much time as he needs since it was due to an injury. So he had to first warm up in the bullpen before taking the mound to throw a few warm-up pitches. And that was the reason for such a long break in between bats. But now after some time in the bullpen and a couple warm-up pitches, it looks like new pitcher Alex Grellner is just about ready to go. The sending got underway with a leadoff walk to Colby Ott and then TJ Rockerheimer just walked before they came to remove Ben Hogg from the game due to an injury allowing Alex Grellner the new pitcher to warm up and then enter this ball game. So now he's ready to go he faces Colin Shreves as the first pitch is a ball both runners going to try to advance and they will advance successfully Didn't exactly see what happened on that pitch initially but it was there's saying that it hit the umpire and that's what caused the catcher just into the game. Zach Dillman did not initially know where that ball went. It was ball one to Colin Shrees, but Renegades get a break as both runners move up and now two in scoring position with no out. And that's the tying run out there at second base for the Renegades. So Ott goes to third, Rockabomber to second. Shreves now with a big opportunity. He's one for two with a strikeout and a single. Calls time here facing the new pitcher, Alex Grellner. So both those runners out there on base will be charged to Ben Hogg if they do come around to score. Everything else will now be on Grellner's line. Hogg faced just two batters. Here's the one out of Shreves. Hit in the air to left, but that's going to get out of play for a foul ball. Still carrying foul, and now eventually lands out of play. So now one ball, one strike count on Shreves. Did hit a home run last night, a solo bomb in the top of the eighth inning. And tonight is struck out swinging and single to right field. That single came in the fourth inning, was the only base runner that the Renegades had in the fourth. They've struggled to score since the first inning when they scored two. His pitch inside, and now two balls and one strike on Colin Shreves. Walks for Colby Ott and Rockerbauer put them on base before they moved up to second and third on a wild pitch that bounced off the umpire. Here's the 2-1 to Shreves. This one just snaps the outside corner, and now a two-ball, two-strike count on Shreves. Ian Nolf. Waits on deck. He's 0 for 2. Pretty big spot for Shreves. Even if you just put it in play and you bring home one run here. Here's the pitch. Low it in. Skips in there. It's blocked behind the plate by Dillman. But now it's run full to Colin Shreves. Renegade's potential now to load the bases if new pitcher Alex Grellner can miss wide with just one more pitch. All right, here we go. Here's the 3-2. Pitch is hit in the air, sinking fast out in left center field. Center fielder makes the run and grab. That's Pundy. Runner's going to tag and score. He's in there safely as Ott crosses the dish for the Renegades' third run of the game. 
So Colin Treves gets his first RBI of the night. Second in two days, and he comes up with a successful sacrifice fly, fly bowl, bringing home Colby Ott. Renegades now trail just 4-3. to three. Ott got a good break off of third base there. Rockabomber did stay put at second base as the throw came back in. But regardless, still runner in scoring position with one out for the Renegades. So that runner is charged to Ben Hogg. Pitch now is inside. That's going to get on the elbow protector of Ian Olf, and he'll head on down to first base on a hit by pitch. It was a loud noise because it hit the elbow protector that Ian Nolf was wearing on the left arm. So now Colby Ott let off this inning. He came around to score on the sack fly. Rocker Bomber also walked. He's at second base. Shreves hit the sack fly for an RBI, and Ian Nolf was just hit by hit by pitch. So now the go-ahead run it stands at first base here in the bottom of the sixth inning. Renegades now down four to three. Adonis Forte steps in. Time was called. I think something has came on the field out and left. Left fielder Woods is going to go over and pick it up. Looks to be a ball. Maybe he got away from the Renegades bullpen down the left field line. Umpire saw it and called time. Four to three now. Renegades just picking up their third run on a sacrifice fly by Colin Trees. First time they have had a runner across the plate since the first. Here's the pitch to Forte. Misses outside and now one and zero on the Renegades center fielder. Forte walked, stole a base, and scored in the first. Walked again and stole a base again in the second, but did not score then. And then flew out to left in the fourth. This pitch misses outside and now two balls, no strikes on Forte. Just one out in the bottom of the sixth inning. Renegades have pulled to within one. They still trail four to three. Back to the top of the Renegades lineup. Two runners on. Here's the pitch to Forte. And that just nabs the outside corner. Looked to be a little bit off the plate, but it is called a strike. So now two balls and one strike on Forte. Jackson Lovich waits on deck. Dolph off a of first. This pitch is going to be low and inside. It's now three and one. Just missed there to Forte. And now Forte ahead in the count. New catcher back there, Zach Tillman, tried to frame that one, couldn't get the call. And now it is three and one on Forte. Runners aren't held on. Here's the pitch. This one swung on and missed as Forte went chasing there down and in. And now it is run to a full count. It is Nolf at first, Rocker Bomber at second. First baseman for the Bombers begin is basically plays back even. Here's a 3-2. This one broken bat, looping fly ball. Right fielder moves under it. That's the new one makings, and he makes the catch route number two. And that bat is history, which means I get to tell you about walk-off wood bat company. Forte will certainly need to make them a visit, as he will need some new lumber to work with. As handcrafted right here in Missouri, walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium-grade ash, maple, and birch. Fully customizable to make it yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bat, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom and crafted bats, they offer off a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin, bat grips, and bat gloves. First pitch to Lovich hit in the air, out to center field. Center fielder and right fielder both after it. It is the center fielder, Pondy, who makes a catch, and the Renegades strand a couple of runners to end the inning. And we finish this up to help find your confidence at the plate. Give Walkoff Wood Bad Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wildbats.com. Renegades add a run on a sacrifice fly, but strand two more. And we'll head to the seventh inning. 4-3 score. The Bombers lead it. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. 
Hello, Blake Gasaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Throughout the course of any game, different actions stand out to different people. But everyone remembers a walk-off, especially if it's a walk-off wood bat. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bat, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give walk-off Wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. Serving the capital city and the surrounding area for 70 years, Animal Medical Center strives to provide the best possible medical service for your pet in a caring atmosphere. To promote quality healing and preventative care in a fear-free environment, Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is a full-service veterinary hospital. Whether your pet has fur, feathers, or scales, Dr. Greg Boyer and Dr. Kayla Terry have the experience and expertise to treat complex medical conditions as well as providing annual well checks and vaccinations. Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is the only veterinary hospital in the capital city accredited by the American Animal Hospital Association. To schedule an appointment, call the team at Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City at 573-636-4626. New pitcher entering the ballgame for your Jefferson City Renegades. Thanks so much for joining us tonight on the Show Me Sports Network. I'm Ben Schmidt. Been a pleasure to bring you all of tonight's coverage and hopefully get to call a Renegades comeback win as they trail this one four to three as we head to the seventh. Drew Voss enters the ball game for the Renegades. Brennan Perkins goes an inning in a third, strikes out two batters, walks one, does not give up a run. He was great in relief of Carter Gorling. So now stepping in, what'll be the middle of this lineup for the Bombers. It is three, four, five, Dillman, Williams, and McGinnis. Voss looking to go to work, keep this at just a one-run ball game, a 4-3 lead for the Bombers, and here it goes to Dillman. Voss sets, here's the first pitch. This pitch is in there, called strike, and that gets at bat underway. Voss, the third pitcher for the Renegades this evening in relief of Carter Gorling and Brennan Perkins. Here's the 0-1 pitch. This one swung on and miss as Voss gets that one by him. So now a no ball, two strike count on Dillman. Started this game at right field before moving to catcher. Moved into catch when Riley Poulton left this game due to an injury. And now a no ball, two strike count. Here's Voss's pitch. This one just misses high. So now one ball, two strikes on Dillman. Dillman had an infield single in the first before lining out in the third and flying out in the fifth. He's one for three. Zidelia scored one in the first, one in the second, one in the fourth, and one in the fifth. Here's the one-two pitch. This one swung on a mist, and Vaught retires. Voss, pardon me, retires the first batter he faces via a strikeout swinging. So nicely done for the new Renegades reliever just entering the ball game. Sophomore at a St. Louis Community College has come on and retired the first batter he's faced, and now will face Caden Williams. Williams is 
0 for 1, but has two sacrifice flies, drove in two runs. He's been a big part of this Sedalia offense, drove in half of their four runs. Here's the pitch. This one is just high, apparently. Keyword apparently, though I'm not an umpire. So now one ball, no strike count on the left-handed batting second baseman. Foss just into the ball game, one out now. Here's the pitch. This one also misses up high. So now a two ball, no strike count on Caden Williams. Just joining us, Renegade Trail four to three. Just pulled to within one after scoring a run in the bottom of the six on a Colin Shreve sacrifice fly. 2-0 pitch, also misses high up and away and Voss unable to find it here in this at bat. Now trails 3-0 to Caden Williams. Braden McGinnis waits on deck, he's 0 for two. Renegade's pitching has pitched pretty well tonight. They have given up four runs, only three of them earned. Voss looking to continue that trend. Here's the 3-0, way high, is coming out of the crouch to make the catch, which Fuller saves him from going to the backstop, but that is a one-out walk for Sedalia. So Voss comes in and strikes out the first batter he faces before losing it to Caden Williams on four pitches, and now Braden McGinnis will step in with one out and one on. Would hate to see something happen like what the Renegades did last night to Nevada, where every time Nevada scored to pull right within it the renegades came right back and scored on their own you would hope Sudeli doesn't do the same here after the renegades just pulled to within one with a run in the sixth inning first pitch misses outside to mcginnis now one ball no strike on the first baseman he's grounded out to third struck out swing and walked his three previous plate appearances so now voss sets on the mound runner off of first here's the pitch hit in the air out to center should be playable for forte he Angles to his left, now comes in a few steps and makes the catch head high for out number two. Nice rebound there by Voss after walking the batter, Caden Williams, on four pitches. So Forte makes the catch for out number two. That'll bring up Hunter Lopaki. He's been a big part of this Renegades, Renegades deficit as he's been all over the base pass tonight. Single to center, single to left and scored in the second inning. Then hit an infield single and scored on the fourth. He's two for three with two runs scored. Runner off of first, that's Williams, he walked. Here's the first pitch to Lopaki, this one up high. Now one and no count to the DH for Sedalia. Ian Nolf, the first baseman, does hold the runner. Williams out at, on at first base, not a very big lead whatsoever, so would not expect him to run, at least not out of the current leadoff that he has. 1-0 pitch, skips in there, nice catch by Fuller, keeps it in front of him. But now two balls and no strikes on Lopaki. That would have been the best announcer jinx if right after I said that, the runner Williams took off for second base. So now two balls and no strikes on the designated hitter, batting six tonight for Sedalia. Voss looks into his catcher fuller. Here's the pitch. This one does find the zone in there, a called strikes. Now two and one. So far on the evening, Renegades pitching has struck out six batters. They've walked five. They've given up six hits. Here's the 2-1. This one inside and just off the inside corner. Fuller tried to frame that one on the inside corner of the strike zone at the knees, but did not get the call. So now it's a three ball, one strike on Hunter Lopaki. If he reaches, Chris Pundy, the center fielder, waits on deck. Voss sets. Longer look in here, and here's the 3-1. This one ripped on the ground, but foul and out of play. So now it's a full count. Runner will get a head start. That's Williams at first base. 
This inning has gone strikeout, walk, flyout for new pitcher Drew Voss. Just entered the game in relief of Carter Gorling and Brendan Perkins. Pitching in the top of the seventh inning, looking to keep the Renegade showing by just one run. So now after the foul ball, we'll do the 3-2 pitch. Voss looks in, runners going, and here it comes. This one hit in the air, out behind home plate. Does Fuller have a play? He is not as it lands just on top of the netting behind home plate. Looked like he had a shot at it, but the net behind home plate does extend out a little bit at an angle, so it landed directly on top of that net portion, and we'll have to do the three-ball, two-strike pitch once again. So Williams, who is off and running on the 3-2, has to head on back to first base. He'll be off and running once again. Opaki hitting a 3-2 count with Chris Pondy waiting on deck. So once again, three balls, two strikes, two outs, and the Renegade trailing 4-3. to three. Runner on first is running. And here's the 3-2. Pitch is hit in the air. This one once again in the similar spot. Does Fuller have a play this time? He does, and he makes the catch for out number three. This one, unlike the last one, stayed in play. And four, the catcher makes the catch on the pop-out, and that ends the inning. So successful inning for Drew Voss. We'll stand and sing here at the ballpark, head into the bottom of the seventh inning on the Show Me Sports Network. Sedalia leads this one four to three. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions ross lovich in to get the bottom of the seventh inning going looks at a first pitch ball high and outside to get his at bat underway renegades have to get in business here they've got nine outs to play with in the bottom of the seventh now and they trail this one four to three pitcher alex grellner is back out there for the seventh inning Pitch is just high and outside. Renegades get the call there. Seen that outside corner a little bit high. Not been called for most of the night. And Renegades get it there. So now 2-0 on Ross Lovich. Renegades need a run. Pitch is hit in the air. Foul out of play. We have seen Lovich go deep this year. He's hit three bombs on the season. Be a great time for number four if he can turn on one right here. 
would not this game up at four if he could get the seventh inning going with a blast. Regardless, he's ahead in a 2-1 count. Luke Ford waits on deck with Jack Matashek to follow. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Swung on a miss. Maybe even fell tipped right into the glove. But now even at a two-ball, two-strike count, Lowich has grounded out to second, grounded out to shorts, and then also singled his last time up, but was out trying to stretch it into a double. Pitcher Grellner looks in, gets a sign from Dillman, and here's the pitch. This one hit foul directly above us, and we'll do the 2-2 pitch once again. So Lovich, the left-handed batter, facing the right-handed pitcher in a 2-2 count now to get this bottom of the seventh going. After the foul ball, Ross Lovich now back into the box, leading off this bottom of the seventh inning. Renegades down 4-3. Here's the pitch. This one hit in the air out to left. This ball is carrying, still going back, slowing up at the wall. This ball is going to get off the glove and down for a hit. Lovich on his way to second base. He'll pull up there, and that's a leadoff double to get the seventh inning going. That ball continued to slice on the left fielder Woods. He made a jumping attempt at it just in front of the wall, and it went off the glove. And when that ball splashed down, Lovich was already pretty much at second base. He's got a double here to get the seventh inning going. Just what the Renegades needed to get this bottom of the seventh. They trail four to three. Here's the pitch to four, grounded weakly back to the mound. It's off the glove of the pitcher. Four is going to be safe at first, and Lovich will stay put at second base. When it ricocheted off the glove of the pitcher, Grellner, it kicked right towards the third base side, so... With Lovich seeing the ball right in front of him, stayed put at second base, but that'll be an infield single back-to-back -back hits as Luke Fuller now reaches. So Groner, who just returned, now trying to hold this lead, has now got to deal with two on and nobody out. And as the Renegades look to get this, this rally going, want to welcome Carter Goring on. He'll be joining us in just a moment as the pitch to Matashek is fouled off to the left side. Carter, how are you feeling after the start tonight? But, oh, yeah. I, I feel all right. A little rocky. I mean, first start uh, in, in an actual baseball game since May of 2021. So it's uh, it's been a minute, but we, uh, we're we working on it. We're working on it. Pitch to Matashek misses for a ball. So now one and one. Ross Lovich at second. Luke Fuller at first base. So how did you feel? I think your best inning of work by far was a third when you went three of three down. Did you kind of feel things shift a little bit there, or were you kind of steady all throughout 1-1 one, one pitch? Is a foul ball. Uh, I uh, I got a little more comfortable uh, with my uh, fastball. My my fastball command was a little iffy in the first two. I could uh, feel my my mechanics breaking down a little bit, and I uh, I was controlling my off speed really well in that inning, and I, I just threw the right pitches and I I got the right uh, outputs. So. Matashek in a one-two count. Lines this one back up the middle, and that's going to get into yeah. center field. Lovich around third. He's going to come right, home. He will slide in, actually standing, and this game is tied up 4-4 thanks to Jack Matashek's RBI single. Like what you see there by the Renegades right yeah. fielder? Oh, yeah. I love that. I love to see it. I love to see some run support now. Now we're getting it hot. So three <laughs> straight hits by the Renegades, a double by Ross Lovich, the infield single by Luke Fuller, and Matashek just driving home a run with the single to center field. So for you on the mound tonight, you like you said, making the start, you've seen you pitch out of the bullpen so far, but how deep did you really think you were going to go? What were the expectations? Uh, initially, I was thinking 60 to 70 pitches. Like, I know I would, uh, I was going to face some adversity uh, starting today. I mean, they've, they've been a pretty good opponent we played uh over the course, I think, of the three of the four games that we played them. 
So, I mean, I knew I was going to go 60, 70. I didn't really expect to go 85, but I uh, I did it. I mean, I just tried to muscle through some innings for my team, and hopefully we can pull out with this game. Oh, next one two pitch innings. misses Loesch. Now one and one to Colby up. Batch was runners on first and second. No out. Run already in in this bottom of the seventh inning. That was thanks to Jack Matashek, who just singled to center field, scoring Ross Lovich from second base. So in that fifth inning is 1-1 pitch on the way to Ott. Is grounded weakly to third. Third baseman coming in. He's got one play. It's the first. And it oh, pulls yeah. the first baseman off the bag. Everybody's safe. Oh, Base yeah. is loaded. No outs. Air on the third baseman allows Colby Ott to reach. And the Renegades have Ducks on the pond. So how are you feeling? You mentioned working deep into that game in the fifth inning. Were you starting to feel some fatigue there in the fifth? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I was I was cruising uh, until I had that two outs, and then as soon as, like, that uh, that big guy that I walked at the very end came up, I could just feel it. I could feel my, uh, my legs kind of shut off a little bit, and so my uh, arm kind of gave way and my mechanics broke down, but it's whatever. We, uh, Brennan pulled out. Brennan pulled out and got the strikeout, so. Meeting currently happening at the mound with bases loaded and no outs, so take us a little bit through your routine both before the game before your start and then what you were just doing now after when you left the game uh so prior to the game i mean we got here we're supposed to get here around 315 i got here at four i i had a good meal so i was i was okay there and i just sat in the shade till about six o'clock just relaxing listening to music uh just trying to get prepared for the start and then as soon as around six o'clock hit i uh, i got ready i got uh, dressed and ready and then i rolled out stretched uh stretched i went through a certain uh certain stretching i learned from a uh, texas baseball ranch but um uh, i did about that and then uh, around like 640 i got to long tossing and 653 got on the bullpen and then just prepared and perfect timing uh for the perfect time for the game at seven first pitch to rocker bomber misses away and goes to the backstop but the runners stay put carter gorling joining us tonight starting pitcher for the renegades and could not have come at a better time. Maybe you're the good luck as the Renegades have already scored one to tie the game at four and have the bases loaded with no outs. I have a couple more questions for you, but a big pitch coming to Rocker Bomber. Pitch is swung on a miss. Now one ball, one strike. So then once you leave the game a couple innings ago, what have you spent your last couple of innings doing to kind of wind it down? Uh, I, uh, I, I kind of took off all my uh, my pants, as you can see. I took off my pants and my socks, just kind of... One pitch swung <laughs> on a miss. pretty sweaty, but... Uh, I uh, I did some bands. I I did uh, shoulder tube, some plyos, and uh, I did a thing called rocket wrap to like simulate running to re uh, reflow the blood throughout my arm. And then then as soon as I finished that, I came right over here. One two pitch to Rocker Bomber is swung on and missed, so he goes down on strikes. The first out of the inning that'll bring up Colin Trees with the bases loaded and nobody out. So something I want to ask you about that I got the firsthand witness. Tell us about your experience on the bus last week with no entertainment because you were missing a uh, a broken phone. <laughs> it, miserable. It was miserable. I uh, initially the first bus ride we uh, I think we drove. Maybe the Joplin game. Joplin, yeah. Okay. It was the first day. I just broke it at one o'clock and we had a bus ride at three fifteen. Shreve oh. swung on and missed here. Now behind zero and one. I had no phone, but I I learned on the bus I had Siri. So I could use uh, I use Spotify and calling on my phone and texting. So that kind of I kind of got a got a break there. But then somehow Spotify stopped working, and now I'm using music, and I only have five songs on music. So my last bus ride was awful. 
0-1 pitch it in the air, but that looks to get foul and out of play. It does, but now 0-2 on Colin Shreve. The one time I looked over, because I was about a row or two behind you, I think you were messing with, like, pitch grips, just messing around with a baseball. Where on that? On, that, on the first bus ride when you didn't have your phone. I think you just had a baseball and you were messing with pitch grips, yeah. and I was like... That's one way to stay entertained. And then on the ride back, they played Pirates of the Caribbean. But yeah. I think everyone was playing Mafia <laughs> at that point. So yeah. certainly it's got to be an interesting bus ride, especially <laughs> when you're going three, three and a half hours with basically no entertainment. Oh. Swing and a miss and back-to-back strikeouts for Alex Grellner. Shreves goes down on strikes, and the Renegades in danger of stranding bases loaded, mm-hmm. no outs. They still have tied the game. It's 4-4. Four to four. But once again, Carter, Carter Gorling joining us tonight, starting pitcher. So what's ahead next for you? Are you is this going to be a permanent thing in the starting rotation, or what are you thinking? Because you've also played a lot of first this season. Yeah, Nolf is inside a ball. I think uh, I think we'll. I mean, most likely, might I might be moving back to reliever. Just like it, it's just because the uh, the freaking amount of games. I mean, I would like to start once a week, but I I do like the relieving spot. It, it it's felt well. It, it has been feeling well, but I mean, we might uh. We might keep starting. I don't know. I'll have to talk to Coach Samuele after the game. So we'll see. 1-1 count now to Ian Nolf. Bases loaded. Two outs. 4-4. Ball gets away. Runner's going to try and come home and score. The slide. The tag. He is in there safely. That's Luke Fuller coming across the plate. And just like that, thanks to two runs in the seventh, the Renegades have jumped right back in front. And you are now completely off the hook for a win or loss. You're taking a no decision after the two (laughs) runs there. So. Is that something that really, as a starting pitcher, you think about, or is it really not really in your mindset? Uh, yeah, I mean, for summer ball, I think a lot of people don't really think about it. Yeah. But I just, I kind of, I kind of dwell on little things like that. So it's been hanging over my head. So I'm glad, but also I still want to win the game. Absolutely, no, yeah. I think that's pretty much everyone in that dugout who's been awesome, by the way, when they've been on is just like we want to win. Mm-hmm. 2-1 pitch now is off the outside part of the plate. No, that was a strike. I thought that missed offside, outside. It's now 2-2 mm-hmm. two and two to Ian Nolf. It seemed like your one point of attack. You were trying to hit that inside corner to righties, and yeah. it was on again, off again. This one fouled off. Was that was that just something that happened to happen, or was that a plan of attack for you? Well, I yeah, I was really trying to hammer the inside part because especially when you're uh, facing players with wood bats, they're really afraid of breaking the bat. So uh, you really got to hammer the inside part. Uh, but I was pulling my front side a little bit, so I'd miss away to righties a lot. 2-2 two, two pitch to Nolf is just off the inside corner. Nice take there by the Renegades' first baseman. And it is now run full. First base is open after the wild pitch that scored a run. Matashek, who drove in the first run of this inning for the Renegades, stands at third base with Colby Ott out at second. This pitch is strike three, and You're that right. will end the at-bat. But not before the Renegades take the lead and not before a great time with Carter going. Thanks so much for coming on and spending this inning with me. It was great to have you on. Hopefully again soon. So go enjoy the rest of the game from the dugout as we'll head to break. We'll be right back for the eighth on the Show Me Sports Network. When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131 to see how I can help you stay in the game. That's Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131. We are Farmers. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Moex, Daca Norm Direct is back. 
better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex Dock and Norm Direct is Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, Plaza Shopping, reunions, pub crawls, group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. We do it all. Remember, we want you to ride Moex Dock and Norm Direct. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Top of the eighth inning now at Vivian Field and the Renegades hold a lead for the first time since when they were up two to one in the bottom of the first. Oh, it feels so good to say that. Thanks to two runs scored in the bottom of the seventh inning. One coming on a Jack Matyshek RBI single to center field and the other with two outs after back-to-back -back batters had been struck out. A wild pitch allowed. Luke Thor to come home from third base in there on the slide. And the Renegades leave and head to the eighth with a 5-4 lead. Once again, I want to thank Carter Goring for spending that last half of the inning with us. It was so great to answer all my questions and spend some time. Had three great guests tonight. He's Stucky, Nolan Drill, and then Carter Goring, who now will take a no decision just in the last inning. Drew Voss back out there. Gets a foul tip into the grove of Luke Fuller for his first strike thrown of the innings. Now 0-1 on the leadoff batter. It is 7-8-9. Honey, Menendez, and Woods do up for the Bombers this eighth inning. Now trailing. They've got six outs to tie this ballgame up. Oh, one pitch is up high. So now one and one. Blake once again rejoining us after playing a role in getting Carter to come on for the last half inning. He was great, by the way. I don't awesome. think you yeah, heard Yeah, sorry I missed that. that. I didn't hear any of it, actually. I was over attending to a phone call I had. One, one pitch on the way. It swung on and missed. And Voss now ahead. One ball, two strikes. I'm also on duty uh, for the next week on call, so I had a call that I needed to take care of. and So I'm glad he came up because he just filled in for me nicely, I think. He was great. So now 1-2, Chris Pundy, he's got a sacrifice bun, a walk, and lines this one out to short. Lovich on a hop, he's got it, and then falls down, still tries to make the throw, and air mills it regardless. Would not have had to play is after the fall down. That play was pretty much over. That'll go down as an infield single. Yeah, that was just uh, kind of a bad luck right there. It took almost an a interesting hop, to say the least. It was coming in low, then bounced up high, and he just caught one of those uh, metal spikes. Looked like he caught it just right there on the edge of the grass, and that toppled him over. So after the infield single, Drew Voss will have to work with the tying run on first base. That's Chris Pundy, who just got his first hit of the night. Yeah, Voss changes out the baseball. I think it's got a... Little little mark on it now is that look like from here that ball that was thrown over to first bounced off the concrete, the concrete uh, uh, support or part of the dugout over there. This concrete, I'll get it right in a minute. Home plate umpire throws that one back to the dugout, so it's out of play. Snap will face the batter, Will Menendez. Runner gets his lead. This one pumped in there a strike. It'll be interesting the plan here to try and secure these final six outs for the Renegades. Listed on the roster this morning, they were 
Going to turn to Colin Treves to try and close this game out. He's still in the game at third base, so I don't know if that's still the plan. It'll be an interesting thing to follow. Well, we've talked about the versatility of all the players, so I could see that happen. Runner off of first base. That's the tying run as the Renegades lead 5-4 in the top of the eighth. He's running this one inside. Throw to second and sliding in there safely just ahead of the Jackson Lovich tag is Chris Pundy. Catcher behind the plate, Luke Floor really did not ever have a great chance. And it was a pretty good one-hop throw, but ahead of the tag in time was Chris Pundy. Yeah, it was a beautiful throw and a good tag there, but like you said, runner got a pretty good jump over there at first base and was able to slide head first into the bag. Really no problem. So tying run now at second base. Nobody out as Menendez stands in in a one-ball, one-strike count. Renegades just took the lead 5-4. Scoring around now as Menendez pulls it back as this one missed up high. So now 2-1. and one. A couple of the other pitchers that they have listed, they have Brennan Perkins listed a potential setup man and Colton Holscher as a uh, middle relief option. So a couple names we could see. Menendez is, does not stand straight. He's he choked up too on that map. back and forth. So now two balls, one strike. He squares again, fouls this one off to the right side. Now it's a two-ball, two-strike count. So kind of a gift there yeah. to relief pitcher Drew Voss. I'll take that one every day. Is he just really stabbed at it and had no chance it was by him before he tried to poke at it. So that's why it ended up foul over on that first base line. And I know we are at a slight angle, but I think that would have been ball three had he not squared around. I agree. So could end up proving large if Voss can here get Menendez in the 2-2 count. Pundy leads off a of second base. That's the tying run. Menendez, right-handed batter, waits the 2-2, nabs the inside corner, ring him up, called strike three at about as good as location if you can put it, and Voss gets out number one via backwards K. That's a good way to get out number one here. He's got one-third of the work, which he's capable of getting out of without any damage done here. So Connor Woods will now step in, number nine hitter, and the left fielder, he's 0 for 3 with a fly out and two strikeouts. Boss would take one more of those right here. As runner off second base, Pundy has a chance to score and knock this thing up at five. Here's the first pitch. This one in the air foul, and that gets out of play for strike one. You know, one of the things you might have talked about it, but we had kids camp this week, and I think it was very successful. I was supposed to talk to Carter about that while he joined us, and I was so enamored talking about his start, his routine, and it just completely no slipped cell my phone. mind. Yes, that, that too, I was like, okay, I need to ask about this because... Well, from the pictures I saw, it looked like I wasn't able to attend, but looks like the uh, event went great. The youngsters had a good time. The players had a good time. You know, passed on that knowledge to them and helped the uh, future ball players here in uh, Jefferson City and the surrounding community. Boss now ahead 0-1 on Connor Woods, number nine hitter. This one low and inside, it's now 1-1. One and, one. and we also had players reading at the uh, yeah at the park the other day, too. And who was, was uh, Joe, Adonis, and Jack, the three that attended? And Rowdy was there. I don't think Rowdy knows how to read very, very, very well. 1-1 pitch now on the way. Misses outside. So now he's falling behind Woods. Two balls and a strike. Boss came in last inning and pitched a scoreless inning, getting a strikeout. Did walk a batter, but that was the only base runner he allowed to reach. He's now in a little bit more of a pressure situation. Now pitching with a lead and also now pitching with a runner in scoring position. That's Pundy who singled on the infield and then moved up to second base on a steal. 2-1 pitch. Swung on a miss. Blew the heat by him there and Woods could not catch up. So now two balls and two strikes. Oh, Michelle Cartier, Joe says hi. 
So now two balls, two strikes, a big batter in this ball game, and one punch into the outfield would likely not this game up, but Voss a strike away from getting him. 2-2, up high, and now it's run full. First base is open, so walk not the worst thing in the world. Woods set up a double play, but he'd like to get Woods here in a two-strike count. After the uh, game tonight, too, the uh, youngsters and those young at heart have the chance to run the bases and hang out on the field. You mentioned earlier Donis was out there last week. He was. We had it. There's hopefully we see some other players. 3-2, fouled off, and we'll do it again. He, uh, he had a race against some of the youngsters, and I'll say he, uh, he let him lead a lot of the race, but coming down the uh, final stretch there in the home plate, he turned on the afterburners, and no question about that, who was going to finish first. Yeah, I think I'd put his closing <laughs> speed up there with just about any of those youngsters out there, you would think. So now we'll do the 3-2 once again after the foul ball. Tying run out there at second base, top of the eighth inning, one out and one on. Here it comes, this one fouled off, and... A nice battle going on between Connor Woods and Drew Voss right now. Tonight, or, uh, tomorrow night, also going to be a fun day at the ballpark. Of course, we have our, our Renegades game, so that's fun in general. But uh, we've got our ice cream social, so we're going to have free ice cream at the ballpark. And also, we have got uh, the uh, church bulletin day, so those that bring a church bulletin will make a donation to uh, their their uh, youth group. But I believe it's Bark at the Park as well, so there's going to be uh, dogs here and a couple of different rescues will be here. So there's going to be some pups, some ice cream, and some baseball. What more can you ask for? Absolutely. So after back-to-back foul balls, we'll do the 3-2 pitch once again. Voss looking to record his second out of the eighth. Here it comes. This one hit out to left field, coming in. It sinks fast, but making the catch. No, he did not make the catches that dropped in front of him. Only moving up to third base was the runner, Pundy, as the ball gets away, but now moving up to second base, and that proves very large. Is now the go-ahead run out at second. Thought the left fielder coming in, Lovich made the catch, but third baseman Traves was basically directly in my line of sight, and then the throwing error allows the runner to move up, move up to the scoring position. Well, that was a, a lightly hit ball, to say the least. It didn't have a lot of oomph on it, but it had a good placement, and that's, that's the thing is Lovich had to come on the horse to get in but just couldn't get there in time but that's one too that you really gotta you've gotta you've gotta play it that you either have to make sure you catch it because if you don't catch it then that's for sure going to score the run and the runner the uh, batter that gets the rbi is most likely going to have extra bases so it's it's a risky play of of sorts that you have to make that judgment call so even though i hate to see it bounce in front of him i would rather see that when he can field it and uh, make a throw to third. However, then the the uh, ball was not caught at third base. So, that, heads that, up baseball though by the by the batter. Absolutely, heads up seconds. baseball by Connor Woods, who wasn't a two strike count to move up to second there, and that could prove very large if a hit here could potentially turn this from a tie game into a Sedalia lead. But regardless, while we were explaining all that, the Renegades are going to bring a new pitcher in, and while they do that, along with a couple defensive changes, we're going to head to a quick break. Big moment in this ballgame, and we'll be back in just a moment on the Show Me Sports Network. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, a veteran-owned business. 
Hi, this is Nick Hoslog, owner of Hoslog Landscape and Design. Every day, my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of. By focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction, this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving Jefferson City and the Central Missouri area. Thank you for all your continued support in voting us as winners of the Reader's Choice Awards and Jefferson City's Best multiple years running. When you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project, call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. River Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, River Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. River Christian Academy's primary goal is the discipleship of the next generation to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with a student body composed of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include three and five full-day sessions with kindergarten offering a half-day and full-day programs. To find out more about River Christian Academy, call them at 573-634-3983. Back here in the top of the eighth inning in a very large moment of this ball game. It'll be Colin Shreves out here to try and navigate it. Back to the top of the lineup. First pitch delivered by Shreves. A swung on a miss. Blew the heat by him there. To Duffin, Makings, who came in, stayed in, in right field, replaced Riley Poulton, who left the game from behind the plate due to an injury a couple innings ago. And now Makings in his first at-bat of the ball game. A big one as a single could potentially give Sedalia the lead. Shreves ahead, no balls, one strike, wind up and get some swinging again. So now he's ahead, no balls and two strikes on Duffin Makings, his first at-bat. couple other changes for the Renegades. So Shreves moved from third to the mound. Rockerbomber comes in behind the plate, and Luke Fuller moves from catcher to third. So the Renegades lose their designated hitter on the couple of switches as Rockerbombers now enter the game. Shreves ahead, now no balls and two strikes. The pitch to Makings hit in the air, shallow right field. Ott going out. He's going to make the catch. Runner's going to try and tag. Here's Ott's throw to the plate on a bounce, and it's going to be not in time. Runner's going to score. That's a tough throw for Ott. He's falling back. His momentum's taking back, but still, he he almost gunned it down, got it in there. And I was going to ask you, do you think we're seeing real baseball now because we don't have a DH in there? It's it's It made my brain hurt for a moment where I had to think about what had just taken place. I asked... Um, one of the score guys, I said, who has left the ball game? And he said, no one. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? He's like, oh, just the DH came into the ball game. So It's only, to be honest, it's only the second or third time in the last, uh, well, last season and this season that we've seen the DH be taken out of the game, like taken away from the from the game. Adam Webb now in. Go ahead, runner at second base. This one bends in there, but it's aside for a ball. On the pop fly off the bat of makings that Ott caught, not a deeply hit ball at all, but he was also moving out. So it was, even though it was not deep, it was probably a way different scenario as if maybe the right fielder, Matashek, catches it moving in, but I don't think Matashek had a play. This pitch way up and in. So now two balls and no strikes on Adam Webb. So now brand new ball game. We're tied at five. Well, on that momentum for Ott, too, he's running from where he's at at second base towards the foul pole down the first base line. So he's kind of running crossways against the field, but he's got a throw back here against the body over here right in front of us. 
2-0 the count now on Adam Webb. This one up and in. And now a three ball, no strike count on the shortstop for the Bombers. First base is open. So not a whole lot of harm if you walk Webb here. But then you got to face Dillman with two on and two out. And go ahead run now out there at second base. And Connor Woods, he did not tag up and move on the sacrifice flies. So he's still at second base. But now in a 5-5 game, he is the go ahead run. 3-0 pitch. This one misses low. And that's a four pitch walk to Adam Webb. Now first and second with two out. Again, yeah, not the, uh, as you said, not the worst thing that could maybe happen is now there's there's a tag at three of the four bases that would get the end of the inning here, but hate to see that, that straight walk like that. So Shreve came into this ball game with one out and two on, got the sack fly and the out recorded on Duffin making before just walking Adam Webb. Now we'll face Zach Dillman with two on and two out, 5-5 five, five hour score. Dillman just moving from right field to catcher a couple innings ago as he hits this one in the air, this one down the right field line. Ian Nolf going out, Ott also, and Ott is going to make the catch. Did nope. he? Yep, he yep, He did yep. make the catch. Something I thought he dropped it. it. That was his sunglasses. It was his sunglasses as Ott went to the ground, and that saves the go-ahead run from scoring, but not before the Renegades give up once. We'll head to the bottom of the eighth. Brand-new ball game, 5-5. Five, five, our score will be back on the Show Me Sports Network. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust. 247.com Sawdust Studios, your community wood shop. We are state tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Hello, Blake Gazaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Brand new ball game, bottom of the eighth inning. Sedalia Bombers just tied this one at five apiece thanks to a sacrifice fly in the top half of the inning. First pitch in there to Adonis Forte is inside for a ball. Same pitcher out there, Alex Grellner heads back out for what is a third inning on the mound and is now facing Adonis Forte to get this inning underway. This one outside. Thought the first one missed inside, but it was a called strike. So now one and one on Forte. It'll be Forte and then Jackson Roslovich to follow. And you may have talked about this, Ben, but he, he has kind of a, a, a different... A different, uh, that one fouled off, straight back, got everybody to jump here behind us. But 
he uh, he almost sidearms it in. Is really almost what he does. It's it's an interesting little delivery because he basically pitches out of the stretch full time. Yeah. But then, like you said, sidearm delivery. This one up. Did Forte go? They looked down to the umpire. He did not. So now it's a two-ball, two-strike count. But, yes, like you mentioned, I'm sure that's got to be an interesting angle, especially when you're a right-handed batter. Right on right, that can't be too fun to face. Yeah, it, it, it's a different look than they normally see. Swung on and missed. Foul tipped into the glove of the catcher, Dillman, and Forte goes down on strikes. And that's out number one here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Fourth strikeout of the ball game in two and a third innings for Alex Grellner. He struck out three in a row to end last inning. Got all three of them swinging. So he's now struck out four Renegades batters in a row, all on strike swinging. First pitch to Jackson Lovich. This one is inside. It's now one and one on one and zero oh on the Renegades shortstop. I think Lovich thought there he was going to be uh, wearing the seams between his thirty threes, the, th the two threes on his back. One zero oh pitch on the way misses away and gets to the backstop. So now two and zero. Oh. Lovich has walked twice, struck out swinging, and flew out center field. Officially 0 for 2. Has also scored a run. Luke 4 over to retrieve that wild pitch. Gives it back to the umpire, and we're ready to go now for the 2-0. Renegades just need a run to jump back out in front of this one. This one swung on and missed. Down and away. Lovich goes chasing and can't get that one. That's a big rip there. Just couldn't get the connection to it. I mean, it's two hitters back-to-back -back coming up who have some power, so you can't really blame them trying to put the Renegades up in front here with maybe one swing of the bats. We'll see if Colin Treves heads out back out for the ninth inning for the Renegades. 2-1 on the way, misses low, and now three balls, one strike. Go-ahead runner at the plate in this bottom of the eighth inning in a 5-5 game, and Jackson Lowich has worked ahead, three balls and one strike. That last pitch, Jackson, I think, really wanted to take a rip at it, but laid off because it was low and outside. 3-1, this one hit, foul off to the left side, right over the Renegades dugout. He was out in front, and now it's a 3-2 count. That, uh, that cleaned all the dust off the netting above the Renegades dugout there. Looking ahead to the Bombers in the top of the ninth, they'll have four, five, six, Williams, McGinnis, and Lopaki do up. Here's the 3-2. This one misses outside, and Jackson Lovich has just walked a one-out base runner for the Renegades. Again, like I said in the beginning of the broadcast, I'll take any of those free bases that they're dishing out. We'll take them all night. That's the eighth walk of the ballgame for the Renegades hitters, so certainly some patient at-bats. I'll ask you here now. They're Renegades trying to push the go-ahead run to the plate. Do you potentially send Jackson Lovich in motion here? You know, I don't know if I've seen him on the base path enough to know what his speed is. I don't want to get him thrown out at second base. So what my uh, my brain tells me absolutely to send him. My gut tells me probably not just yet. Maybe if it was the ninth inning, we might think about it a little harder. But at this point, you just uh, know that there's one out. you got a couple of, of uh, decent batters upcoming. Well, we'll have to wait for those two batters and wait to see Jackson Lovich on the base pass as a new pitcher is going to enter the game for the Bombers. And with that, with one on and one out in the bottom of the eighth inning, we'll head to a quick break. Back in just a moment on the Show Me Sports Network. We're in a 5-5 game. Don't go anywhere. 
Throughout the course of any game, different actions stand out to different people. But everyone remembers a walk-off, especially if it's a walk-off wood bat. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bats, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give walk-off wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. Serving the capital city and the surrounding area for 70 years, Animal Medical Center strives to provide the best possible medical service for your pet in a caring atmosphere. To promote quality healing and preventative care in a fear-free environment, Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is a full-service veterinary hospital. Whether your pet has fur, feathers, or scales, Dr. Greg Boyer and Dr. Kayla Terry have the experience and expertise to treat complex medical conditions as well as providing annual well checks and vaccinations. Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is the only veterinary hospital in the capital city accredited by the American Animal Hospital Association. To schedule an appointment, call the team at Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City at 573-636-4626. Back now with a new pitcher on the mound. Big spot here for the Renegades after Jackson Lovich just walked with one out in this top, excuse me, bottom of the eighth inning. The go-ahead run now out there at first base in a 5-5 ball game. Home run pitches are completed. New pitcher on in the ball game is Caleb Mooning. Looking to send us to the ninth inning in a 5-5 game. Renegades looking to jump out in front. And with Jackson Lovich off the first, Ross Lovich steps in, scored a run and doubled his last time up. First pitch of the at-bat is just outside for a ball. So line is still open for Alex Grillner, but as of now, two and a third innings pitched. Four strikeouts did not Walk a batter until that last one to Lovich gave up three hits, two runs, one earned. Jackson Lovich off of first base. Here's the 1 0 pitch, swung on and missed. And now one ball, one strike count on Ross. Ellen just got uh, Ross crossed up a little bit. Ben, I guess I would ask you the same question Do you send the runner here or not? I would send him with two outs if Fair Ross enough. Lovich is retired here and he's still at first base. So here's the one ball, one strike pitch to Lovich. This one swung on and missed again. So now one and two. I think if you send him with two outs, worst case scenario, you start next inning with number four hitter Luke Fuller up to up to bat and then the number five hitter Jack Matishek to follow. Yeah, Luke's been seeing the ball pretty well tonight. Same last night as well. One, two now. Here's Mooning's pitch way outside but blocked behind the plate by the catcher Dillman. Keeps Jackson Lovich at first base. Now two ball, two strike count. So left-handed batting Ross Lovich facing the right-handed pitching just into the ballgame. Mooning, here comes the 2-2. This one swung on and missed. Lovich late, quick throw to first and diving back in just in time. That was a close pickoff attempt at first. But Jackson Lovich back in there safely. Regardless, out number two courtesy of a strikeout swinging. Yeah, just about caught him napping there. That's one of those snap throws down there. Just about paid off to him. So Luke Ford will now step in. He has... Been all over the base pass tonight. Had a single for driving two runs in the first, walked in the third, and then had an infield single and scored on a wild pitch last inning. That's now with one on, two out. Quick throw over to first. Back in there in plenty of time is the runner, Lovich. Fuller now with an opportunity to put the Renegades out in front, head into the ninth inning. We're in a 5-5 ball game here in the bottom of the eighth. First pitch of the at-bat for Mooning, and here it comes. This one hit in the air, foul out of play. Sid's a bunch of kids scampering to get a foul ball. 
There's been a pretty good turnout kids-wise at the ballpark on this Saturday night. I, I would I would tend to guess that they probably have not had a problem of kids bringing back <laughs> foul balls. They have not. So now in an 0-1 count, here's the pitch to Fuller. This one up upstairs and now 1-1 one one on the new third baseman for the Renegades. Fuller was catching for most of the night before moving to third last inning. And he did a heck of a job behind home plate. So now in a 1-1 count facing the new pitcher Mooning. Lobich off of first. Here's the pitch. This one fouled. And now one and two. Yeah, Luke Fuller, just in the past 24 hours, has played right field, third base, and caught. Not a whole lot of, of players with that versatility. The last 24 hours, I've done none of those. Do you think you'll do any of those in the next nope. 48 hours? Don't see those anytime in my near future. I'd be lucky if I would, could survive one bat. Runner going one to it in the air in foul territory, but that's going to get out of play, so we'll do it again. Obviously, I don't have the right eligibility, but <laughs> if Mike put me out there, I'd be good for about one at bat. I'd be like, okay, I need I need a sub. If I'd have to wave out if, to him. If you're picking one <laughs> position, where, where are you putting yourself out there on the field? You know, I would be equally bad at all of them, but... Uh, playing youth baseball, I played third base a lot, so I'd probably have to go back to third okay. just because I, I am least bad at third base than anywhere. Here comes the one-two once again to Luke Fuller. Lovich not running as this one misses low. So now we're even two balls and two strikes. Yeah, I'm not fast enough to uh, run anything down in the outfield, and certainly I can't I can't squat behind home plate a whole game, So and I can't pitch on the mound, so third's it. 2-2, runner goes, this misses low, throw down to second, the slide by oh, Lovich, it's off his glove into center. Good, he good will call. stay put at second base, but now a runner in scoring position and a 3-2 count now for Luke Fuller. Jackson wanted to go to third, but that ball just did not get far enough away, so good good decision on his part. Obviously, the uh, first and third base coaches telling him to stay put, but good decision on not to go to third because I think he would have been out by a good 10 feet or so. So big pitch now here. Go ahead, run at second base. Three balls, two strikes, two outs here in the bottom of the eighth inning of a 5-5 game. Here's the pitch. Hit out to left. Going after it is the left fielder. He's still running and makes the catch. It's Woods to end the inning. Fuller gave that one a ride, but Woods running to his right was able to make the catch. So Renegade straight a runner, and that'll send us to the ninth inning. 5-5 score, shaping up to be a good finish. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way.
on to the ninth now here at Vivian Field. This game has been a good one back and forth. If you're just joining us here on the Show Me Sports Network, I'm Ben Schmidt, been joined by Blake Gasway all night long, along with a couple of special guests. Nolan Drill, Heath Stuckey, and Carter Goring have joined us at various points throughout the broadcast. They were so great to have on. Hope to do something like that again. And now Blake and I back with you to call this ninth inning of a 5-5 game. Well, you know, something, too. It's just as good for them to have that opportunity as well. Shreve's first pitch is pumped in. There is a strike. It's to Caden Williams. And all these guys obviously have hopes that maybe their baseball would continue on, obviously besides playing at college, but maybe have a chance to, to play some independent ball or maybe some minor league or get drafted in, in the uh, majors. Oh, one pitch from Shreves misses outside, so now one and one. It's Caden Williams, Braden McGinnis, and Hunter Lopaki, four, five, six in the order to up this inning. And that's that's one. I'll get to that thought in a minute. One one pitch is hit in the air, foul out of place. Now one and two. That's one of those things, though. We give uh, we give these guys a, a uh, what I, I would say a low risk opportunity to get on the air and you know ask them those questions and let them respond. Same with doing our post game interviews. That you know as they go higher up throughout the baseball hierarchy, it gets more and more involved with that. One two pitch now on the way from Shreve swung on and missed on a pitch in the dirt. Rocker bomber up with it, throws down to first base, and that's a strikeout swinging to get this ninth inning going. That was a good-looking execution after that uh, ball was in the dirt. As it was in the glove blocked by Rocker bomber, he skirts out in front of home plate, so he's got a clear path to first base, throws down there. Nice job enough to, to look it all the way in, get the grab, touch the bag, out one. So Shreves has now completed a full inning of work, did allow one walk, but has retired the other three batters that he's faced. And now with nobody on and one out in the top of the ninth, he'll face Braden McGinnis. He's 0 for 3. Pitch low and away for ball one. Rocker Bomber fires it back quickly. Pretty interesting the way Shreves entered this ballgame. Not even warming up in the bullpen. Just came straight from third base to the mound. That's something you see usually at the younger levels. But coming alive here in the Mink League is this one's now missed for 2-0. and If I was on third, that's how I'd come in to pitch. I just come right in and start throwing. It's, I mean, it involves the least, least bit of warm-up, <laughs> least activity required. I'd probably hit every batter I faced, and the home plate umpire too. Shreve's now behind two and zero on McGinnis. Misses low again, and it's now three and zero. If you're just joining us, Adelia scored. They have scored all five of their runs, each on single runs in the first, second, fourth, fifth, and eighth. Meanwhile, the Renegades scored two in the first, one in the sixth, and two in the seventh. And that's where we currently stand, 5-5. 3-0 pitch, low and away, and that's a four-pitch walk and a one-out base runner for the Bombers. Yeah, he's trying to work that bottom part of the zone but just can't seem to find a pitch that's sticking in there. It's it's in the right vicinity but just breaks across before it gets to that strike zone. Low and away were most of those. So now with the go-ahead run out at first base with one out in the top of the ninth, that'll bring up Hunter Lopaki. He's scored twice, been on twice with two singles. Runner off of first, this pitch swung on a miss. Lopaki came up with a whole lot of nothing on that one and now is behind 0-1. It's really that same pitch location-ish, same pitch location-ish that we've seen, uh, we've seen uh, these last pitches. This one grounded out to third. Fuller's going to go to second for one. Return throw on to first. It is in time, double and that's play. a double play. Ashley Cartee's going to donate another 99.99 to we're not sure where, but... 
somewhere. Shreves dials it up there as Fuller goes around the horn to Ott and then back over to Nolf and exactly what the doctor ordered to send us to the bottom of the ninth. So the Renegades have a chance to send the fans home happy. We'll be back for the bottom of the ninth in just a moment on the Shore Me Sports Network. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions when things come out of left field having a game plan matters farmers insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game we've seen almost everything so we know how to cover almost anything talk to farmers agent christopher scott at 573-896-0131 to see how i can help you stay in the game that's christopher scott at 573-896-0131 we are farmers Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie The following public service announcement is brought Potential walk-off time for the Renegades as we head to the bottom of the ninth inning here at Vivian Field. Facing Caleb Mooning out there for his second inning of work. And the first pitch to Matishek skips in there for ball one. Well, this is uh, probably, at least looking at their lineup, this would be the guy that I think I would choose to start the rally here to walk us off here at this bottom of the ninth inning. Matishek, Ott, and Rockerbaum are due up for the Renegades. 1-0 pitch from Mooning finds the zone for strike one. This is how you draw it up. Give yourself a chance to walk it off. No, they said it, did, it missed, oh. so ball two. I have once again fallen for the... Uh, Adjustment. I thought the, he was going to, yep. but he didn't. I wouldn't take a pitch again like that. So Matashek ahead 2-0, fouls this one off, and there's the strike one I was looking for. Matashek went to the ground on that foul ball, shakes the right hand a little bit. I bet that didn't feel too good because that's the same hand he was hurting for a little bit. Missed a couple of ball games, so hopefully he's all right. Yeah, that one, uh, I agree. I think it rattled the bat enough. I don't think it got it up on the hands, but just caught that, uh, you know, that little... Just a little spot in the bat that really makes it ring in your hands. So now two ball, one strike count on Matashek. Here's the pitch. This one ripped but foul and out of play. That one will take a couple of bounces off the tree off to our left. But now it's a two ball, two strike count on Matashek. Renegades held a lead heading to the top of the eighth inning before giving up one run. Now we stand here tied 5-5. Five to five. Renegades can send the fans home happy if they push across just one here in the bottom of the ninth. 2-2 pitch to Matashek is fouled off and will stay put right here. He's on these pitches just either a hair behind him or a hair under it. Matashek yet to go deep this year. I think this would be a pretty good time for bomb number one. He's two for four on the night. Got two singles and an RBI. I think that hand might be bothering him just a little bit though. He's really working that pine tar on the bat. 2-2 once again from Mooning. This one fouled and we will do it again. He has to give credit. He's continuing to work here in this at bat, but like you mentioned, he is certainly working those hands. Yeah, it looks like both both of them right now trying to trying to each a to get just a little massage on him again. Going back on the pine tar there, Madison trying to work it a little bit. Back in the lineup for the first time since Tuesday tonight. 
Here comes the 2-2 pitch. This one outside, and now it's run full. But yes, you were completely right. He has been certainly working that lower right. part of the bat a lot. And it's just my assumption, which could be way off, but you know, it really seems like he's working on that to really help with that grip. Because I know that was the problem he had after that injury was he just couldn't hold on to the bat. Mooning sets. Here's just 3-2 to Matashek. Fouled off, and this battle continues. Okay, we like a battle. This has certainly been one. It's been all the way full. Matashek fouled off at least three or four pitches in this one. Some clapping going around behind us. I'm sure they would like to see this thing end one pitch from now. So Matashek back into the box. The left-handed batting right fielder who's two for four on the night. Leading off the bottom of the ninth. Here's the pitch. This one act up the middle, and that's in the center field for a leadoff base hit. Sent that one almost right back where it came from, and that's Matashek's third hit of the night. Yeah, that was, what, about six inches from where it started the progression at that he sent it back. Like I said, that's the person I'd like to have the rally started here, so... So Matashek leads this thing off with a single to center, and that'll bring up Colby Ott. At the very least, you'd like to see him advance the runner over here. Don't think they would send Matashek in motion. Ott's flown out twice, walked and reached on an air. He scored one run. But biggest at-bat of the night for him. I do think that hand is bothering Jack. First pitch to Ott. Is it in the air? Shallow center field. It's sinking fast, but the second baseman is going to get out there. That's Williams who makes the catch. One pitch for out number one. Off the bat, I thought that had a chance to get in. I, I did too. It just got up in a little bit in that wind stream and just died down, but that would have been a good a good placement for the ball had it been hit just a little bit harder. So now Rocker Bomber steps in. Was the DH tonight. Is now in the game at catcher. He's oh, oh, for three. Does have a walk. But now bats in a tie ball game, bottom of the ninth inning with a runner on first base and Jack Matashek. Pretty decent lead. He's held on by McGinnis. Pitch to Rockerbomber, misses up for ball one. I got to say, though, uh, shows the guts and the the uh, chutzpah of, of uh, Jack on first base because, you know, he battled through that at bat. I know that hand's hurting him a little bit. 1-0 pitch on the way. is swung on a miss. Rockerbomber couldn't find it there. And now we're even at a ball and a strike. Colin Shreves, third baseman slash pitcher, waits on deck. He went yard last night. Might have an opportunity to do it again here. This time with setting the fans home happy. He'd just help out his own cause on the mound. Give himself the win. You don't see a whole lot of pitchers <laughs> do that. 1-1 to Rockerbomber. Fouled off. That one's over our heads, headed towards the creek. And now a two-strike count for Rockerbomber. Yeah, Rockerbomber trying to battle back in this at bat. Still just, uh, you know connecting with the ball but sending it foul so he at least has it you know we've seen a couple of good pitches here so biggest moment of the ball game here's the one two this one fouled off and a slowly starting to look a little familiar of the battle we had a couple at bats go with Matashek we'll see if Rockerbomber can have a similar result see TJ Wilmsmeyer Ty sorry Ty Wilmsmeyer I was looking at I yes. was looking at uh, TJ and <laughs> talking about that. I, I, you figured that out. Yeah. I, I should have let you figure Wilms that out. Wilmsmeyer looks like he's going to be coming in here in a little bit. One two pitch once again to Rocker Bomber. This one just high and outside, and now it's two two. That's what I get for trying to look at one thing and talk about another. Dillman tried to sell that one for strike three, and it just missed up and away. Otherwise, would have been a called strike three to TJ. So now Matashek off a of first. Here's the two two pitch. This one. Called strike three, just nabs the outside corner. Similar spot to the last pitch, but this one is a called strike three. Yep, and now back-to-back batters retired. Just like we've said, uh, a good chunk of the night, that's one of those pitches that you just don't want to take a second time, and that was the case right there. First time, whether it was a good call or bad call, it went as a ball, second time called a strike. 
So Shreves, one for three, has a single and a sack fly RBI, steps in. Could make himself the winning pitcher tonight. Matashek on first base. Here's the first pitch to Shreves. Swung on and missed over the top of the off speed there, and now it's 0-1. Well, he's swinging to give himself the win. Wilmsmeyer will be in the on-deck circle. So he would come in to replace Ian Nolf, the first baseman, if he gets the chance to bat here in the bottom of the ninth. Here's the 0-1. This one called strike, and now it's 0-2. I waited there. I was I uh, had to make sure he was going to come up and raise the right arm. The thing was halfway over towards the first base dugout. I don't know what strike zone that caught, but it wasn't the one I was looking at. It's now 0-2 to Shreves. Matashek still on first base after the leadoff single. Pitch is a called strike three. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night to Colin That Shreves. one was a good call. And that one is going to ring him up his third strikeout of the night. So we've got free baseball. We'll head to the 10th inning. This one tied 5-5, five to five, and we'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Moex Dock and Norm Direct is back better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex Dock and Norm Direct is Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls, group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. We do it all. Remember, we want you to ride Moex Dock and Norm Direct. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take the walk, Eddie! Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers. With some of the most advanced technologies on the market, anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business fifth pitcher on on the team for the renegades it is colin helsher on to pitch the 10th inning as we are on the extras here at the thanks so much for listening everybody on the show me sports network i'm ben schmidt joined along by me Voice of the network, Blake Gazaway, is now Helsher is ready to go to work. Gets a swinging strike here to begin his evening. Good work there. You know, he hadn't pitched in several days. He actually had an accident with a chainsaw, so he didn't uh, didn't have some appearances on the mound, and good to see him come back. Chris Pondy to lead it off. Looks at a ball one here. It's now one and one on the center fielder for the Bombers. Helsher, left-handed pitcher, first left-hander on the mound tonight for the Renegades, goes to work and gets a foul tip into the glove. Now one ball, two strikes. He'll face Pundy, Menendez, and Woods, 7-8-9 in the Sedalia lineup here in the 10th. We're tied 5-5. Back into the lineup, here's the 1-2. This one bends in there, and it apparently bends off the plates. Apparently not the same strikes when we had the Shreves last inning. It was close, but... 
I, I would definitely think about putting a pitch somewhere near that same location. 2-2 two, two again uh, on the right field line. This one is going to get down and out of play, so we'll stay right here at two balls and two strikes. Well, hits the fence, it comes back in. So Somebody's running out to get it, but he clearly is not the person I would send as he's skipping over there because he's got an injured knee or leg. That's probably the least Riley Poulton the yeah. catcher who left this ball game yeah, yeah. number 14 the least so. choice I would pick to go get that foul ball 2-2 two -two pitch fouled off and a battle beginning between Chris Pundy and the new pitcher Colton Helsher Helsher pardon me so five pitchers used by the Renegades Carter Goring Brendan Perkins Drew Voss Colin Shreves and now Colton Helsher back into the box the 2-2 two -two pitch this one misses low and now it's run to a full count And tied at five runs apiece here in the top of the 10th inning. So Helsher back into his lineup. Here's the full count pitch. This one hit high in the air. Think this one is going to stay in play. First baseman Nolf after it, and he overran it, and that's going to allow the at-bat to continue. And then not only that, threw the ball past the pitcher and then all the way into left field. Yeah, that thing was, was uh, kind of curving and ended up coming back towards the field of play. And Nolf a little frustrated, but... So that's a tough play no matter how you slice it. No, don't want to don't want to under explain how tough of a running grab that would have been, especially with the way the ball was curving. Just basically ran about a step too far. And now this long at bat continues between the new pitcher, Colton Helsher, and his center fielder, Chris Pundy. It's run full. Here's the pitch. This one grounded out to third. Diving in four. Can't come up with it. That's into left field for a leadoff single. Well, another thing, too, on that foul ball that he's got to watch out for for his own safety is that he doesn't run out of real estate and end up face first down in the bottom of the dugout. Yeah, that's certainly something to think about. You wouldn't want that happening to your uh, first baseman. Although they were about to pinch hit for him last inning. So. Now batting for Sedalia, number eight, Brett Mooney. Oh, it's Brett M -M 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 Mooney. So Will Menendez night is done. Brett Moody pinch hits for him with nobody out and one on getting this top of the eighth, top of the tenth inning going. Helsher now looking at a runner at first. Here's the pitch. It's a bunt. It's got down, but it's foul. So now an 0-1 counts. With that uh, that last play that Fuller tried to make the diving grab, he he is covered pretty much head to toe in dirt right now. That'll happen to you when you're first <laughs> behind the plate now at the infield at third base. He's, they, they might have to wash his jersey in extra time at Capital Laundry, the official laundry provider for the Renegades. So Brett Mooney coming in and pinch hitting for Will Menendez in this top of the 10th, shows Bunt again, stabs at it, and they're gonna say that's a foul ball. So now no balls and two strikes, two Fuller. pretty poor Bunt attempts. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Fuller playing in on third base, coming crashing down, expecting that Bunt. So I, I, I don't think we'll see a Bunt here with an 0-2 count. It's Pundy off of first base, single to left, and a long at-bat to lead off this 10th inning. It's a 5-5 ball game. New pitcher, Helsher, sets. Here's the 0-2. This one is at the knees. Ring him up. Called strike three. And that gets the first batter of the inning. Well, I think we might have had a riot there if home plate umpire didn't turn around and call it strike three because the crowd knew it. The batter knew it. Everybody knew it. A little bit of a delay, but got that strike. Punch out number one. Probably not what the Bombers were thinking when they went to Mooney there to pinch hit as he sees just three pitches, two foul bunts, and then a strike looking, and he is retired. So a wasted pinch hit opportunity 
and a break for the Renegades is now the next batter. Connor Woods is going to step out and tie his shoe momentarily. And you said they were pretty poor, poor bunts, and I would agree with that. Just really didn't get set, you know, tried to tried to disguise it, but then put it out there last minute and uh, fouled those two off and then strike out with that one. And not saying it's easy to bunt a baseball, but it just was did not look like a comfortable attempt at a bunt. So runner Pondy off of first base. He's held on by Nolf, and here's the pitch. This one it in the air, but that's going to get over us and out of play for strike one. This inning started with a long at bat, a full count at bat to Chris Pundy, one he eventually ended with a single to left field, a scolded baseball. And then just a moment ago, the pinch hitter Brett Mooney struck out looking. That's where we currently stand with the new pitcher, Colton Helsher, working with one on and one out in the top of the 10th in a 5-5 game. Here's the 0-1 pitch. This one finds the outside corner and five straight strikes delivered by Helsher. He's ahead 0-2. That was a good pitch there. Next at bat will be made by Duffin Makings back at the top of the lineup. We'll go back to one in the order. Colton will step off the mound. They'll run through the signs once again. It's been a long ball game. We're about three and a half hours into this one in the 10th inning. Here's the 0-2. This one swing and a miss. Blocked by the catcher. He tries to take off to first, but with a runner yep. on. No drop dirt strike allowed. So that's back-to-back -back strikeouts and now two outs for the Renegades. Yep, Rockerbomber coming up firing there. However, the batter in his way. So that'll be two outs now. So allows the leadoff single to Chris Pundy, but then gets Mooney and Woods back-to-back -back on strikeouts. And now Colton Helsher is out away from sending us to the bottom of the 10th, tied at five. Duffin making his left-handed batter in. Here's the first pitch. It finds the strike zone. Now an 0-1 count. Seven straight strikes delivered by Helsher. Ever since going into a full count with Pundy, he has been money. Struck out the last two batters and looks to get out number three here. He sets. Here's the 0-1. It skips in there. It's blocked by the catcher. Runner will scurry back to first base. <laughs> Thought about it, but I think he made the right call there. I'd like to see him go because I think we could have thrown him out. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right call for Sedalia. Wrong call for, for us. So now it's a 1-1 count to the left-handed batting Duffin Makings. Just entered a couple innings ago and had a sack fly RBI to knock this game up at 5. Throw to first back in time. This is the second at-bat for Makings in replace of Riley Polton, who left the ball game with an injured leg or knee somewhere in that area. Hope he's doing all right. Apparently you're all right enough to chase a foul ball a couple batters right. ago. Then they sent him out for a foul ball. 1-1 one, one pitch, grounded foul over by the dugout of the Bombers. Now, now one, he's going to go chase another one down. You have to wonder, what are the teammates thinking seeing your, your catcher who left the game injured basically hobbling his way down the right field line to get a foul ball? It's now one ball, two strike count. Helsher a strike away from sending us to the bottom of the 10th. 5-5 five, five score. Here's the 1-2. It skips in there. Runner's going to try and go to second. Throw down. It's going to be wide. Battle would have likely been safe. He came off the bag for just a second, but they say he got the foot back down as Jackson Lovich tried to make a tag. That would have almost been a base running blunder. Yeah, that's a good heads-up play there on him to be aware where he's at, where the ball is at that he's having to come off the bag to get and know what the runner was doing and just about got rewarded for a heads-up play there. So runner in scoring position, still two outs and two strikes, two balls, two strikes, two outs. And here's the pitch. It's grounded back up the middle. Ott's to his right on a couple bounces. His throw to first is low, but caught by Nolf. And just in time to end the inning, 
So Colton Helsher, excuse me, Colton Helsher gives up the leadoff single, but then retires the next three, and you we're heading to the bottom of the You see the English on that one? The, that thing was curving, curving, and bounce. every time it took a bounce, it changed direction. That did not make life easy on Colby Odd out at second base. So Renegades, another chance to walk it off. We'll head to the bottom of the 10th. Don't go anywhere. We've got a good one on the Show Me Sports Network. Hi, this is Nick Hoslog, owner of Hoslog Landscape and Design. Every day, my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of. By focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction, this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving Jefferson City and the Central Missouri area. Thank you for all your continued support in voting us as winners of the Reader's Choice Awards and Jefferson City's Best multiple years running. When you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project, call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. This marathon game continues as we head to the bottom of the 10th inning on the Show Me Sports Network. Thanks so much to everyone for listening in tonight. It's been a good one to call despite the length as it's been back and forth and we currently stand in a 5-5 tie heading to the bottom of the 10th inning. So the Renegades, a second straight chance to walk things off and it'll start with a pinch hitter as Ty Wilmsmeyer is going to stand in and bat for Ian Nolf. Nolf finished over three with three strikeouts and was hit by a pitch. And now Ty will step in. First pitch is a called strike at the knees, 0-1. Nolf was playing first base tonight. It'll be interesting to see whether they move some people around, whether they would have Wilmsmeyer play. He's mainly played outfield and then the one game at second base last night. But do not believe he would be a straight switch. 0-1, just low below the knees. Looked to be a similar spot. Height-wise, but it was low. So now one ball, one strike. After this, we'll go back to the top for Forte and Lovich. Kayla Mooning back out there for the third consecutive inning. Sedalia looking to send us to the 11th. Here comes the 1-1 to Wilmsmeyer. Grounded down the first baseline. That's in the right field for extra bases. Wilmsmeyer's making a turn. He's on his way to second. Bell just gathered in right field. They're going to wave him around and send him to third. Throw comes in. Wilmsmeyer on his way to third with a dive. Throw almost gets away, but just saved by the third baseman, Menendez. And runner at third with nobody out on a leadoff triple for Ty Wilmsmeyer. Just what the Renegades needed to get this inning underway. That one just settled down, down there in the right field corner. And by the time Makings got it, Wilmsmeyer was already halfway to third base and then slid in head first safely. Now going back to the top of the order, the winning run is 90 feet away with nobody out. Wilmsmeyer comes in to pinch hit and immediately triples and then once he popped up, slammed on his chest as to say, I'm that guy. So now Adonis Forte can walk it off, a 5-5 game. Here's the pitch. This one fouled straight back and now all balls in one strike. Renegades. Now batting in the bottom of the 10th inning, 5-5 ball game. Caleb Mooning just gave up a leadoff pinch hit triple to Ty Wolmsmeyer. And now he is the winning run at third base with nobody out. Speed of the Mizzou outfielder showing off here. Forte back in, here's the 0-1. This one hit in the air, but it's fouling out of play. 
And now no balls and two strikes on Forte. If Forte can't end the game here, Jackson and Ross Lovich wait on deck and in the hole. Infield is playing in on the edge of the grass. So even with the speed of Wilmsmeyer, you would have to think Forte is going to have to hit one in the air or just put it in a gap. Here we go. Here is the 0-2 pitch to Adonis Forte. Misses up and away. Now one ball and two strikes. Just underway in the bottom of the 10th inning. Ty Wilmsmeyer smacked a triple down the right field line. He's the winning run at third base with nobody out. Here's the 1-2. This one swung on a miss as Mooning bounces back to strike out Forte. And an unproductive at-bat has the first out of the inning. So still an opportunity for the Renegades to walk this thing off, but it's going to be up to one of the Lovich brothers as Jackson now steps in, or infield still in. They won't move back unless they get the two outs with the runner at third. Wilmsmeyer still having not ended this one. Lovich has reached three times all on walks, flew out and struck out his other two times up. Freshman to be at the University of Missouri, a chance to end this ball game, right-handed batting shortstop. Here's the first pitch. This one fouled off. Lovich has been aggressive swinging early, and although he has worked some deep counts, he has certainly been aggressive early in the count before settling down late. So Wilmsmeyer at third. Renegades just 90 feet away from a victory would move them to 8-9 and nine, give them their second straight win. It would drop Sedalia to 10-12. and 12. But it's, gotta, it's gonna take a ball in play. Not done by Forte, but a chance now for Jackson Lovich. Here's the 0-1. This one misses low and away. And now one ball, one strike count on the shortstop of the Renegades. This has been a wild one, a marathon on the Show Me Sports Network. Thanks for everyone tuning in tonight. Hopefully I'm about to call a walk-off for the Renegades. Mooning sets. Here comes the 1-1. This one fouled off. And now a big pitch upcoming. And Mooning is now a strike away from potentially getting himself to two outs with the runner, Wilmsmeyer, still at third base. Wilmsmeyer tripled, Forte struck out swinging, and now Lovich, Jackson Lovich, is behind in a 1-2 count. One of the young studs of this Renegades lineup. Back in the box, Mooning sets, infield in. Here comes the 1-2. This one low and away, and now we're even two balls and two strikes. First base is open. Probably, not, probably would not be the worst thing in the world for the Bombers because then you could move the middle infield back and set yourself up for a double play opportunity. Although, Ross Lovich, who waits on deck, is a quick runner, so not a guarantee. Here we go. Two balls, two strikes, one out. Here it comes. This one fouled off, and Lovich staying alive. It's inning, bottom of the 10th inning, a 5-5 ball game. Fourth pitcher on the evening for the Sedalia Bombers. They are holding on for deal life. Already got one third of the way through it. Got the strikeout of Forte with Wilmsmeyer on third, and now a strike away from getting Lovich. Wilmsmeyer off at third base. Here's the 2 2. This one fouled off, and Lovich continuing to fight. I'll tell you what, I think we need to see the same kid who hit over 400 his senior year of high school in Kansas. Ad hitter, if he could come out right here and end this long battle and send it home, it would make a whole lot of fans here at the ballpark happy. Lovich back in, waves the bat a couple times, mooning sets, and the 2-2 once again. This one lined on the first baseline, just foul, otherwise that would have ended it. First baseman McGinnis had no chance to grab it, but it just curved into the grass in foul territory. And I'm going to take a drink of water before this next 2-2 pitch.
Just finished off my second full bottle of water on this broadcast. That's what three hours and 40 minutes will do to you, but I wouldn't trade any of it as this has been a blast of a ball game and it could be even better if the Renegades end it right here, right now. Lovich back in, Mooning once again set. He's really got to work. Here's the 2-2. This one way up, just grabbed by the catcher and now three balls and two strikes on the Renegades shortstop. Ross Lovich waits on deck. He scored a run in the seventh that at the time tied this ball game at four. Now a 3-2 count. That has been a very long at bat to Jackson Lovich and now has it run at full. All right, here we go. One out, 3-2 pitch is swung on and missed. Couldn't come up with it there and that is a huge punch out as Moonen gets back-to-back -back K swinging and Jackson Lovich will head back to the dugout. Now all up to Ross Lovich. Does have the righty-lefty advantage, the left-handed batter against the right-handed pitching, Kayla Mooning, and this would be a magic act if Mooning can work out of this one. Gave up the leadoff triple to tie Wilmsmeyer. Ball that almost got away from the third baseman. It would have allowed Wilmsmeyer to score, but after back-to-back -back strikeouts, it's now up to Ross Lovich. First pitch is fouled off straight back, and now it's 0-1. This is the sixth at-bat. Lovich has grounded out twice, singled to right, and was out trying to stretch it into a double, then doubled in the seventh and struck out swinging. But by far the biggest opportunity for the University of Missouri product. Left fielder looking to end this thing here in the tenth. 5-5 score. Here's the 0-1. This one skips in there. Nice block behind the plate by Doman. If that gets away at all, the speed of Wilmsmeyer could have very well allowed him to score. Luke Fuller waits on deck if this game is to continue. Has caught and played third base tonight, but Ross Lovich hoping to end it right here. Infield back at normal depth. This one fouled straight back, and now Caleb Booning, ladies and gentlemen, is a strike away from pulling the rabbit out of the hat. Had the winning run at third base with nobody out, and has struck out Adonis Forte, struck out Jackson Lovich, and is now ahead one and two on Ross. So Lovich back in, Wilsmeyer off a third. Here comes Mooning's 1-2 pitch to Lovich. This one up high and away. And now we're even at two balls and two strikes. Wilmsmeyer is dancing off a of third base. He's trying to get into the head of the right-hander, Kayla Mooning. Looking to get through what would be three and two-thirds innings. Has already struck out five batters. Here's the 2-2 pitch. This one grounded up the middle over the pitcher. Second baseman coming in. He sets those to first and picked out just in time. And Caleb Mooning, ladies and gentlemen, just pulled off an escape act. Renegades have the go-ahead run in third with no one out, but can't push him home as three bait straight batters are retired. And thanks to that, we'll go to the 11th. So still 5-5. We'll be back as this game continues on the Show Me Sports Network. Riverwood Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, Riverwood Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. Riverwood Christian Academy's primary goal is the discipleship of the next generation to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with a student body composed of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include 3 and 5 full day sessions with kindergarten offering a half day and full day programs. To find out more about Riverwood Christian Academy, Academy, calling at 573-634-3983. 
Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. We are State Tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. First pitch to Adam Webb was outside for a ball as the second one also misses high. So now two and one on the shortstop and number two hitter for the Sedalia Bombers as we have moved into the 11th. Approaching three hours and 45 minutes from the first pitch of this one. Helsher's pitch is outside. So now he's falling behind 3-0. and Helsher back out for his second inning on the mound. Thought that this inning was not even going to happen just a moment ago when the Renegades had a runner at third and nobody out but could not bring him home. 3-0 pitch is in there. A called strike to Webb. Webb has reached a couple of times to score two runs. Now a 3-1 count. This one is an eye in the air out to center. Forte going back, looks to have a play, moves under it, and makes the catch route number one. Nice rebound there by Colton Helsher after falling behind 3-0 to get the out of Adam Webb. Thank you for the water, by the way, Ashley. So now after recording out number one in the top of the 11th inning, Sedele will send to the plate the number three batter, Zach Dillman, right fielder and catcher so far tonight. Couple of changes for the Renegades. I'll let you know them after this pitch that Ben's in there for a called strike. Give me just a moment and I'll get those to you. Oh, one pitch on the way from Helsher. This one skips in there. So now one ball, one strike on Dillman. Wilmsmeyer, who pinch hit and tripled last inning, stays in the ball game. He goes to third base and Luke Fuller moves to first base. So Fuller in this game, same ball game, has now caught, played third and first. Helsher's we're going to keep things knotted at five. This one misses. Now two balls and one strike on Zach Dillman. Caden Williams waits on deck. Braden McGinnis would hit if anyone reaches in this inning for the Bombers. We're in a 5-5 ball game here at Vivian Field in the 11th. Into the windup, the 2-1 misses way up high. And now falling behind once again, a three-ball count. Was behind 3-1 and one to Adam Webb before getting him to fly out to Forte in center. And then Dillman now falling behind to him. Three balls and a strike. Back in is the batter, Dillman. Here's the pitch. This one hit in the air, deep left center field. Back at the track, Lovich looking up. He is going to make the catch. Just in front of the sign out there in left field. Thought that one had a chance to go, but Lovich has enough room to make the catch. That was a scary one, folks. But regardless, it is out number two. That ball did not leave the yard by much. Lovich was pretty much at the wall when he made that catch head high. Would not have left the yard but would have bounced off the wall had Lovich not been there and a long loud out number two off the bat of Dillman first pitch is just high Caden Williams 
One of them struck out swinging his last at bat. Left-handed batting second baseman hits here with nobody on and two out in the top of the 11th inning. Helsher's pitch, this one misses low and away. So now two balls and no strikes to Williams. Helsher has not been ahead to a batter this inning, but yet has retired both of the batters that he's faced. My scorecard has now gotten incredibly just looks like a kid's coloring book as this one skips in there for 3-0. and I am now into the extra column for the, the scorekeeping. My defensive chart is scratches everywhere. This has been by far the most managing that I think both of these sides have had to do with the, all the position swaps. It's now 3-0 count to Caden Williams. Nobody on. Two outs, 5-5 five, five game in the top of the 11th. Into a lineup. Here's the pitch. Misses up and in. And that's a four-pitch, two-out walk to Caden Williams. He'll head on down to first base. And that gives the Sedalia Bombers life here in the top of the 11th inning. So Bombers looking to take the lead. They held the lead for a decent portion of the middle of this ball game. Led it 1.4-2 before the Renegades rallied back to make it a 5-4 lead. Sedalia tied it in the 8th at 5, and that's where we currently stand. So Williams at first. We'll see if they are inclined to put him in motion as this first one misses outside to McGinnis. Colton Helsher out for his second inning has not really been crisp with the uh, command here and that's going to lead to a visit at the mound he, although he has recorded two outs he was behind three one in both of those counts before recording fly ball outs and then just walked the batter Caden Williams on four pitches for a walk and now is behind one and oh to Braden McGinnis McGinnis up now for the sixth time has grounded out struck out walked flew out walked again that's a whole lot of things to read, ladies and gentlemen, is that's what happens when you have the game go into the 11th inning. But appreciate everyone that has stuck with us. Pretty good turnout here on the broadcast tonight. Pretty consistent number from start to finish. Hope you all have enjoyed this home game, and we'll be back on the call tomorrow night as the Renegades take on St. Joe. Already heard Blake talking about it earlier. If you don't want to listen to the broadcast, coming out to Vivian Field, we've got free ice cream, bark at the park. It is church night. Plenty to enjoy Hopefully not another four-hour game, but even that, it's been a good one. And pretty good amount of fans have stuck around here. Sun's down, it's dark out, and it's not as hot anymore. Not even 11 o'clock yet. Not even the kids' bedtime. There's still some of them running around here at the park. Now we're ready to go. McGinnis back into the box. Here's the 1-0. This one hit in the air, foul out of play, so 1-1. One one. Good work by Hellstra to quickly come back after the pitching visit and punt point in there that McGinnis had to swing at. This is going to be a lot of fun in how I figure out how to score this game with the room that I have left on the score sheet if this game goes any longer than the 11th inning. 1-1 one, one pitch. This one a check swing. They're going to say it's strike. And now one ball, two strike. A strike away from sending us to the bottom of the half with the Renegades. A third straight opportunity to try and walk this off. McGinnis back in. Helsher sets. Here's the 1-2. This one bends in there. And a ring him up called strike three. And Elster walks off the mound with a backwards K to end the inning. So I say it for the third straight time. Can the Renegades walk it off to the bottom of the 11th? We go on the Show Me Sports Network all tied up at five. Hello, Blake Gazaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need 
need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Throughout the course of any game, different actions stand out to different people. But everyone remembers a walk-off, especially if it's a walk-off wood bat. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bat, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give walk-off wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. Kayla Moonen continuing to be an absolute workhorse out of the Bombers bullpen. He has pitched two and two-thirds innings, and they're going to send him back out again here to try and get us through the 11th inning. So even though rooting for a Renegades walk-off here, major props to him as he's gotten two and two-thirds, five strikeouts, one walk, two hits allowed, no runs, and one absolute magic act. I don't know how he escaped last inning after giving up the leadoff triple and then retired the next three to not allow the walk-off run. First pitch to Luke Fuller. Misses inside. It's now 1-0 as I draw my makeshift little bases here to continue to keep score. It'll be four Manischek and Otts as the Renegades look to send the fans home here at Vivian Field. 1-0 pitch to Fuller is grounded back out to short. He comes in and he misses the ball and it goes into left field. That'll be an error on the shortstop web. It allows the leadoff batter forward to reach, and that's the way to get things going in the bottom of the length for the Renegades. Fuller grounded that ball out to short. Seemed to be an easy play for out number one, but as the shortstop web was moving in, it went right under his glove and found outfield grass. I actually don't believe that's Webb out there at short. I believe that is the second baseman, Williams, who moved to short. I do not know who's at second base. Regardless, an E6 starts this inning. First pitch to Matashek just outside. It's now 1-0 on the Renegades right fielder. He does have an RBI, an RBI single in the seventh, one that he sent right back up the middle. He has three hits on the game. Thank you. I'll relay that information in just a moment. Is this one out the middle? That's going to get down into center field for a base hit. It takes a weird hop, but Fuller's only going to move up to second base. And Matashek with his fourth hit of the ball game. And the Renegades have first and second with nobody outs. So Williams is now at shortstop. Webb goes to third base. Menendez left the ball game. And now at second base is Mooney. As I add three more lines to my defensive chart. So an error and a single has this inning go. Luke Fuller at first, Jack Matashek at second. And with Blake doing the uh, job of getting the crowd hyped up, I can barely hear myself talk. It may not sound loud, but I promise you, he is getting into it. So Colby out, first and second, nobody out in a 5-5 game in the bottom of the 11th. Do they try and advance the runner over? Oh, it's going to bunt, and he will, I think, say that he squared, and they will. He tried to pull back, but they rule strike one on Ott. Ott on the night has flown out twice, walked, reached on an error, and then a pop-out in his other at-bat. But could be a hero here as Luke Fuller reached on an error is at second, and Jack Matashak who just singled to center is at first. Ott back in, and an 0-1 count, and here's the pitch. He bunts again, but pulls it back, and this time it is a ball, so now one ball, one strike counts. Oops, sorry. 
maneuvering things around here at the ballpark. I think we've got it set now. Alrighty, so Ott back in the batter's box. It's a one ball, one strike count. Runners on first and second and a 5-5 game in the bottom of the 11th inning. Nobody out. Mooning sets. He's bunts again. He gets this one foul, and now it's a one ball, two strike count. You would have to think no more bunt attempts for Colby Ott. Enfield is slightly in, but you'd like to see Ott at least put bat on ball here and get the runner four up to third base with only one out. This inning started with Luke Four grounding one to short. That got under the glove of the new shortstop, Williams, who moved over from second base. That ball went into left field, and then Matashek just singled his fourth hit of the night. Man, is he swinging a hot bat. And now runners at first and second with nobody out. 5-5 game, bottom of the 11th inning here at Vivian Field. Colby Ott at the plate for the Renegades. Mooning's already gone two and two-thirds, worked in and out of some jams, and now in another one. Here's the one, two dots. This one hit out to center field. Center fielder now going back. We'll see if the runner tags. He is not going to. Catch is made for out number one. Probably good decisions. That ball was gotten very quickly. Not a deeply hit ball and an unsuccessful at bat for Ots. Now one out. Runners stay put at first and second. Not bad contact off the bat, Ots. So I don't want to say unsuccessful as he did about all he could. Just was not hit deep enough so the runners could not advance. So now Rockerbomber with a chance. Fuller not one of the fastest runners for the Renegades, Renegades out at second base, but has enough speed to play outfield, so you'd think there'd be a chance to wave from around if a single is lifted out into the outfield grass. Rocker Bomber in, here's the pitch. This one just off the outside corner. Now no balls and a strike to the Renegades. Now catcher started the night at DH. There's the TJ Chance ring around me. I'll have to listen back to this and see how loud that these sound on the actual broadcast, because in my ears they are, it is ringing loud. Died down a little bit now. Here's the one-two pitch. This one skips in. There are now two balls and a strike by Rocker Bomber. He'd love to see Mooning lose Rocker Bomber here and put the go-ahead run at third base with one out on a potential walk. Colin Shreves has played third and pitch tonight. Waits on deck. Runners aren't held on. Corner infield spots play a little bit in. Middle infield straight up. Fuller at second. And Matashek at first. This pitch just outside. And now a three-ball no-strike count on Rocker Bomber. That was the closest pitch of the at-bat, but just outside. And now a 3-0 count, almost certainly the red light here for Rocker Bobber, unless he gets a pitch just right in his wheelhouse. All righty, this is a huge pitch right here. 3-0 on the way. This one does find the zone, Rocker Bomber taking. And now a three-ball, one-strike count, still very well ahead in this at-bat. Colby Ott just flew out for the first out of the inning but not before an error and a single allowed two to reach before him. So now two on, one out. Here's a 3-1 pitch. This one fouled off. It's going to be potentially playable. Third baseman out after it, and he makes the catch. That's Webb for out number two as Rocket Bomber pops out in foul territory. Now the Renegades in danger of wasting another walk-off opportunity. So with that, with two out and two on, it's going to be a pinch hitter for the Renegades. Taylor Hopkins. Well, now bat for Jefferson City. Hopkins got the start last night. He pinch hits here today. And the bottom of the 11th inning, as if he pushes one into the outfield, potential to send this game over. I was in between sending a game over and game home, and my brain tried to mesh the two words. I think you get the point. So Rocket Bomber pops out. Hopkins now pinch hitting for Colin Shreves, who played third and pitch tonight. Here's the first pitch to Hopkins. This one fouled off and out, no balls and one strike. 
Bottom of the 11th inning. And he gave you that chance after chance the last couple of innings to walk this one off. And now Hopkins, another opportunity. So far this inning, Luke Fuller reached on an error. Matashek singled before Ott flew out and Rocker Bomber popped out. Now up to Hopkins, his first at-bat of the night. Right-handed batting middle infielder facing the right-handed pitching. Caleb Mooning looking to get through a three and two-thirds appearance out of the bullpen. Oh, one pitch. This one out to right field. That's going to get down. Fair ball, and that's going to win the ball game. Down the right field line, no play, and Fuller comes home to score, and Taylor Hopkins has walked things off at Vivian Field. They swarm him out there in between shortstop and third base as Hopkins, the pinch hit hero tonight. 6-5, the final score, and the Renegades have won it in 11. Pinch hit hero as once that one got done and fair Torrey down the line, no play out there for the right fielder makings. And Fuller could crawl on home from second base. That's a Renegades winner, ladies and gentlemen. They're second in a row. What a way to end a night at the ballpark. A valiant effort by the Bombers, especially out of the bullpen, but just not enough for the Renegades who got great pitching late, got some clutch hits, and Taylor Hopkins, good for you, young man, just entered the game and sends this game home. He singles to right field. They might call that a double. Regardless, it's enough to end the game. And the Renegades take this one 6-5. to five. I have to digest what just happened, and we're going to take a break before the post-game show. Lots to unwrap. Don't go anywhere, as I'm going to talk about how this one just ended on the Show Me Sports Network. Renegades won it 6-5. to five. Serving the capital city and the surrounding area for 70 years, Animal Medical Center strives to provide the best possible medical service for your pet in a caring atmosphere. To promote quality healing and preventative care in a fear-free environment, Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is a full-service veterinary hospital. Whether your pet has fur, feathers, or scales, Dr. Greg Boyer and Dr. Kayla Terry have the experience and expertise to treat complex medical conditions as well as providing annual well checks and vaccinations. Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is the only veterinary hospital in the capital city accredited by the American Animal Hospital Association. To schedule an appointment, call the team at Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City at 573-636-4626. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. I told you to not go anywhere for the post-game show, and that's because we have the walk-off winner, Taylor Hopkins, joining us here to wrap things up. Taylor, how are you feeling right now? Oh, I'm stoked, man. It was it was a crazy little moment I just had. So you step in off the bench as a pinch hitter. What are your thoughts? First time all night you're seeing game action and have to come in facing a, a pretty good relief pitcher in Kayla Mooning. What are your thoughts as you step into the box? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm always ready. You know, Coach um, sometimes throws me in at the end of the game, and I just I make sure I'm always stretched and ready to swing it whenever I need to. So when you make contact with that pitch down the right field line, from our view, wasn't originally sure if it was going to stay fair. Did you pretty much know right away, or were you holding your breath for a moment? Oh, I knew. I knew. The little tail it had, 
you know, I, I knew it was going to hit right before it hit foul. So what's that feeling like as soon as you put it in play, not only running out to first, but then celebrating with your teammates out there between second and third? It's amazing, man. I've, I've actually been in a little slump lately, and uh, I think it's exactly what I needed. So Renegades taking this one 6-5 to five and 11. Taylor Hopkins joining us. So do you think a walk-off win like this can be a, like a launch pad now for you guys moving forward? You've won two in a row now. We're going to get some consistently going. What's ahead for you guys in the future? Um, I feel like it could be. Um, Sedalia Bombers is a great team, and I don't think we have beat them, you know, just yet. And uh, I feel like it it's exactly what we needed. Definitely gets that type of team. So I do want to bring up, in the 10th, you had the go-ahead run at third base, the, uh -huh. the Renegades did, and weren't able to bring them home. What does it say about you guys as a ball club to then not let that get to you and come right back out in the 11th and push the winning run across anyway? We just never give up, you know, just never give up. So take me a little bit through, what was, who was the first inter interaction with a teammate? What was the celebration out there like? Oh, um, I mean, I just saw 20 teammates start running after me, and it just brought a smile to my face, you know. I, I don't know exactly who, but. So if I, I taught, we had Nolan Drew on earlier, and he was talking about donning the cowboy hat during the home runs. Was he the one who gave it to you, or do you not, was this all just a blur? Oh, it's all a blur, man. Well, all of Blair. So happy for you. So glad you got to join us. Anything else you'd like to say? Um, that'll, that's all. Go Raids. Oh, absolutely. So we're going to take one more quick break before we finish thing off. Taylor Hopkins, once again, ladies and gentlemen, a great time on the broadcast tonight. Thanks so much for joining us. And, and go enjoy the rest of your Saturday evening. Awesome. Thank you, man. All right. We'll be right back. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions when things come out of left field having a game plan matters farmers insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game we've seen almost everything so we know how to cover almost anything talk to farmers agent christopher scott at 573-896-0131 to see how i can help you stay in the game that's christopher scott at 573-896-0131 we are farmers bum, ba -dum, bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Moex Dock & Norm Direct is back better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex Dock & Norm Direct is mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls, group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. We do it all. Remember, we want you to write Moex Stock and Norm Direct. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society. 
Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Welcome back, everybody. Time to tie a bow on what was just an incredible game at Vivian Field. 6-5, the final score. The Renegades win this one over the Sedalia Bombers. And now that I've finally had a chance to catch my breath and wrap my head around what we just witnessed, I can break down what just occurred all night long. But I don't really need to do a lot of that as you surely were listening in and got to hear the walk-off hit by Taylor Hopkins, also so gracious enough to come on just minutes after that hit. He was an awesome interview, as were everyone that joined us tonight. He, Stucky, Nolan Drill, Carter Gorling, and then the walk-off here with Taylor Hopkins. All four of them, thanks so much to them for coming on. If you're a friend or relative of them, Make sure to let them know how much myself and everyone here at the Show Me Sports Network appreciates it. It was so awesome to get to talk to them. So let's wrap this one up. Renegades used five pitchers tonight. Carter Goring went the first four and two-thirds. Three strikeouts, three walks, six hits, gave up four runs, only three earned. Then Brendan Perkins went the next inning and a third. He got two strikeouts, one walk, didn't hit or give up a run. Drew Voss then after that, an inning and a third. Two strikeouts, one walk, gave up two hits and one run. Colin Trees went an inning and two-thirds after coming in straight from third base. Went one strikeout, two walks, did not give up a hit or a run. And then Colton Helsher, the winning pitcher tonight, goes the last two innings, struck out three, gave up a hit and a walk, but no runs allowed. He gets the win as he pitched a couple scoreless innings, the 10th and the 11th. So even set the Renegades up with an opportunity. And then on the other side, Toby Scheidt, Ben Hogg, Alex Grellner, and Caleb Mooning go the four-way for the Sedalia Bombers. Caleb Mooning, although not a bad effort whatsoever, want to give him a shout-out. He certainly should be commended for his efforts. He takes the loss, went three and a third inning, struck out five, walked one, give up a couple of hits, including two there in the bottom of the 11th, the walk-off one to Taylor Hopkins, gave up just one run. An unearned run is the error that allowed Luke Ford to reach, comes back very, very large, as that run was who came in to win it for the Renegades. So Renegades take this one six to five, a lot to talk about, but I'm going to keep it brief, let you get on with the rest of your Saturday evening after this four-hour marathon. It was so much fun to call this one as it was a, a cert, certainly a chess match as the positions were swapped, players playing everywhere as the winning run is scored by Luke Fuller, courtesy of Taylor Hopkins, who came off the bench, a pinch hit at bat in the bottom of the 11th, lines the ball down the right field line. Only question for me, even though he knew it right away, I had to make sure it would stay fair, and it did. And that was enough to end the ball game. So once again, losing pitcher Caleb Mooning, although not a bad effort whatsoever. Colton Helsher gets the win on the mound in relief. Renegades use five pitchers. Bombers use four. And Jefferson City now two wins in a row. They improved to eight and nine on the year. Their second straight win versus Sedalia. They have now improved to two and three on the series season series against them. Bombers lose their third straight. They fall to ten and twelve. And these two teams will meet up a couple more times in July. I believe this is the last time these two teams face here at this ballpark. But they will meet a couple times in Sedalia. So I'm going to head out for the last time tonight. Hope you all enjoyed it. I'd love to talk to anyone who was listening. If you have any suggestions, comments, feedback, always love to hear those. But had a great time on this four-hour long game. Renegades win it 6-5. to five. Thanks to Blake Gasway, who was on and off with me all night. He's done 
a great job here at the ballpark, along with a couple of the special guests that we had. Nolan Drill and he's Stucky both came on early on in this one, and then Carter Goring after his start, and just a moment ago to wrap things up, Taylor Hopkins. So that's going to do it for me. I'm Ben Schmidt signing off for the final time tonight. Hope you enjoyed this one. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday night. Renegades win at 6-5 to five and extras. We'll be back tomorrow night on the Show Me Sports Network. Take care, everybody. been listening to the biggest and absolute best game coverage in mid-missouri on the exclusive home for jefferson city renegades baseball the show me sports network and the renegades radio network the show me sports network broadcast crew are the ones that know your renegades the best exclusive coverage of jefferson city renegades baseball has been brought to you by animal medical center of jefferson city avon with michelle cartee Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Christopher Scott, Farmers Insurance, Doc and Norm Direct, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hoslog Landscaping and Design, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studios, State Tech of Missouri, and Walk Off Wood Bat Company. We hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. Join us anytime on the web at showmesportsnetwork.com or find us on Facebook by searching the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network and the Renegades Radio Network, your exclusive home for Jefferson City Renegades baseball. Serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world, this is the Show Me Sports Network. The preceding was an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and was a high-fidelity all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited.